Hey there, when you think Klein Alley Show, you think easy, right? Mainly because of our looks, yes. But now when you think easy, you should think San Bernardino International Airport. Because San Bernardino International Airport is the best way to fly out of SoCal. Yes, we did it recently, and it was an easy, convenient experience. In fact, our friend Johnny on the show took his first flight out of San Bernardino International Airport. It's the easiest way to get out of Southern California. Trust us. Plus, parking is just five bucks a day. El Chipo loves that. And now, a brand new episode of Klein Alley Show. Hey there, when you think Klein Alley Show, you think easy, right? Mainly because of our looks, yes. But now when you think easy, you should think San Bernardino International Airport. Because San Bernardino International Airport is the best way to fly out of SoCal. Yes, we did it recently, and it was an easy, convenient experience. In fact, our friend Johnny on the show took his first flight out of San Bernardino International Airport. It's the easiest way to get out of Southern California. Trust us. Plus, parking is just five bucks a day. El Chipo loves that. And now, a brand new episode of Klein Alley Show. Allie has gotten very conf- overly confident with her feeling, and she's uh, going a whole prove me wrong, and go ahead, the floor is yours, because right. I don't agree. I'm going to say up front, I don't agree. I know this is hard for you to relate to, but when a married person has sex with their partner, boring. It's <laughs> there's a certain time of day that is optimal for that window. I mean, a lot of times you're just going through the day-to-day, you keep missing each other, whatever, then by the time you go to bed, you're tired, so there is an optimal window for sex, and I found it. It is right after you wake up from a nice, leisurely afternoon nap. Both of you have decided, all right, we got this little window to rest. We're going to take a little nap You wake up. We woke up at the same time, rolled over, looked at each other, and said, let's go. And there was not a lot of pressure because it was anyone like... Anyone would have sex with someone who used the word naparoo. Ah, uh, excuse me. <laughs> I feel like just right there, that would have been like, turn and I did off. a little flick of the wrist. Yeah. I said, Ugh. I'm a naparoo. Let's well, go. Well, he is gay, and so I guess so, that's like a mating call. And it was great because there was no pressure to have like a long, crazy sex session. It was like, ah, oh, you know, we're just waking up. So I didn't really feel any kind of pressure to make it like the best sex we ever had. But it was great. And yeah, we got into it. And then once it was over, we could just kind of lay there together and wake up. How often uh, are people, especially married people with kids, getting a chance to take a nap? Not like- not that often, but he was napping. The baby was napping, so we had a nap window. We were both tired, so we decided to take a nap at the same time, which, yeah, is kind of rare. But what we- And it was rare that we woke up at the same time, too. And I thought to myself, this is the perfect time. It was it was. Absolutely perfect. But, if I could recreate it and it, have that be the Alex, sex window every time, that's what I would pick. In your scenario, your scenario is insane because you're saying that you have to both a take a nap middle of the day same time mm-hmm. and b both have to wake up same time. Yeah. Because I've like te- won the lottery. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you, you really can't do better chance to get that mega millions. Because I'm just saying it's the best. It's the best time. It's the best time to have sex. I've attempted to wake. How my many wife times up. has that happened? Ne- you, never. Alex? One time. She's she's this happened okay, one time. Post nap sex in general. Post nap sex. Yes. Right after you've woken up from a nap. I don't think that's ever happened to me. No, I, me neither, Omar. This yeah. is why Dude, Ali once again is I don't on. Know, is where it? is Beer Mug? Because I was talking to him about this where yesterday. Beer Mug? So he, you already you know want to be on Beer Mug's side? Yeah, yes, where is he? Your <laughs> argument, you already know your argument is a bad argument because no. you're already going, where is Beer Mug for backup? And no one wants Beer Mug for backup. Come on, well, I'm the, the king of naps, yeah, then, and it takes me an hour to wake up. Well, that's crazy. I mean, you're an excessive napper. You nap for like four hours a day. Yeah, and, so I know about naps. But that's not even a nap. That's an extra sleep. Best uh, And your girlfriend's invisible. Best sex of the day, and everyone has already determined this, is either first thing in the morning, because I think we already learned that 7, 10 a.m. is the optimum time when everyone's in the mood for sex, or 
uh, when everyone's uh, nice and hammered after a night of drinking. No, 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 no. Drunk that... sex is overrated. False. Drunk sex is good when you're first with the person, like first few times. But like, if you're a year in, drunk sex is it's just a mess. One person's on a different wavelength. They think that they're going at a different rhythm than you are. Or one person's not as drunk as the other person, and it's just it's a whole. Yeah, ugh. it's good. See, that was, that's right. That's good stuff. 310 said 100%. I agree with Allie and I hate it. Oh, 310. There's no worse feeling than agreeing with Allie. (laughs) Uh, I think we can all agree on that. uh, She's saying, prove me wrong. If you want to try to prove her wrong, uh, she believes it's a post nap, which happens middle of the day. Because, Klein, even your mentality, when you first wake up in the morning, I know that that theory is is cool but you have morning breath and after the net the nap you don't have morning breath so you have that hey i just woke up thing let's have sex but without the morning breath yeah if that's your biggest concern but i've I, but i've gotten up and the wife and i were all like oh we're gonna do this and then we go brush our teeth really quick See, and then we go do it that's a mood killer wait nope. a minute omar it's you fine. well wait you will say you'll make an agreement we're gonna do this and mm-hmm. then you'll say all right and then everyone runs to their sink and brushes up Yep. And then you get back into, like, let time to play ball? Yeah, that, not, not my call, my wife's call. But, yeah, I'm like, I'll do anything. Let's do this. <laughs> so you, <laughs> so you, both stand there, you both stand there with the pre-sex teeth brushing? Yeah, absolutely. So you know what I do uh, in case this situation happens? I'll admit this is one of my many good moves. I shouldn't even share this. It's so good. I keep a little bottle of Listerine right next to the, no way. Right next to the bed in the drawer. So one of my uh, drawer items. And if I feel like there's any chance it's going to, I've been wrong most, more than not, I'm wrong. <laughs> but I, I take a little, I just lean, I don't even get out of the bed. I just lean my head beneath, I just take a little swig. Mm-hmm. And then I and you swallow it? spit it right in the drawer. Ew! No, no, I know. I swallow, no, I swallow, I swallow, I swallow it. I swallow it. It's and then, good to swallow. And then I, uh, and then I pop back up there and I'm minty fresh and ready to go. I always, if I ever smell mouthwash on Katie, I'm like, oh, okay, we're doing this. Yeah, that's the sign. That's the sign. <laughs> Because so, why else would she do that right, around the house? There's no reason. There's no one. reason. I think my wife has now associated the smell of Listerine with like, I got to come up. I, like, uh, sometimes she'll, he, she'll smell. It's like, like triggering for yeah, her. She's like, like, no. Oh, I think I have a headache. <laughs> oh, there's a headache. Yeah. You tried to injure something else and you ended up injuring yourself. The story's funny after the fact. In the time, not so much. It's K-Rock. It's Klein Alley Show. Take your calls. Take your texts. As uh, the news says the following. If it feels like we're experiencing more mosquitoes, bees, gnats, and other insects than ever before in Southern California, it's because we are. Record rainfall this past winter means that all the eggs, I guess, were hatched, and they were all, I'm not sure how mosquitoes breed, but they were all doing it, I guess. And uh, it was raining out like the rest of us, so we had nothing to do, so they just stayed inside and did it. And now there's all over the place. So well, as a result- And they love that, like, stagnant water. Love the stagnant water. Oh, it's their, that's like their um, oysters or whatever the aphrodisiac is for uh, humans. Mm-hmm. What happened to mm-hmm. you, uh, Christy? We'll start at 800-520-1067. I also- uh, there was a mosquito. Hi. <laughs> Hi, what's up, Christy? Uh, there was a mosquito in my bathroom, and I tried to whip it with my towel to kill it. And instead, I hit the glass next to my sink that I used to, like, brush my teeth. <laughs> and it exploded, and it cut my, it cut my hand. Yeah. <laughs> See, that, it's, always, it's, a good, it's always good to have a nice injury after the fact. People say, what the hell happened to you? Go, battle well, scar. I tried to. It was a, it was a battle, me versus mosquito. Mm-hmm. And uh, the mosquito won this round. I love those mosquitoes just flying around going, I'm going to bite the crap out of did, her later. Did, did the mosquito, yeah, because they love that blood. They're like, great, even yeah, more blood. Yeah, even more. I don't even have to. Pierce yet. Did the mosquito uh, end up? Uh, did you end up getting it? At least you feel like uh, I did not. No, <laughs> so, yeah, that's the. 
that's and then it told it. its mosquito friends, idiot alert, yeah. come over here. And Scratch makes it easy. She cuts herself. Uh, way more blood to drink, guys. <laughs> 310 said, I tried to kill, uh, there were a bunch of gnats in my house, and I heard that putting a cup out of vinegar and rubbing alcohol would fix it. Later, I ended up forgetting that it was there and drinking it in the middle of the night. Immediately started throwing up. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, Josh on K-Rock, 800-520-1067. You tried to injure or kill something else, and then it ended up uh, hurting you instead. What happened? Uh, we were all chilling in the pool, the family. Um, the girls were screaming, freaking out because there was a bee floating in the pool. So, you know, the father of the year I am, I splashed it out of the pool. And Heroic. five minutes later, I stepped on it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's right. That's not you even trying to hurt it. That's you trying to save it. That's why those bees, they, every time, I'm telling you, they will come back and they I will know. get to you. And then you step on them and they're like, what, bitch? Uh, 213 tried to trip a friend as a joke, but they ended up stepping on my ankle and breaking it. See, that's trying to hurt something else and injuring yourself in the oh. process. 714. I uh, was attempting to kill a spider with a spray, but the spray blew back in my face because <sighs> of the ceiling fan, Ugh. right back in my eyes, blinded, <laughs> burned me for a good hour. That is, uh, all, yeah, this is the reality. That's Unless, your wife's move, isn't it? Just spray, spray it with toxic she'll chemicals just spray it with anything. until it's, you can't yeah, breathe. She just sprays whatever she can find. I'm telling you, the, the reality is this. On um, on Sunday, I there was a, a fly that was really, an, it was one of these annoying flies it never stood still. Like some of the flies will land on a table, and you can kind of swat it. Well, and you can tell they're like fat ones. That like, this was a fat one. Yeah, this one's like, oh, I'm so tired of flying. Yeah, this one had been doing his job, but he also was moving. He was like all, he was just moving, boom, 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 like all methed out almost. And I said, I gotta get, I got became obsessed with getting this fly. And then it flew kind of upstairs where I couldn't get it because I'm short, you know, and that's a big joke. <laughs> so. So I climbed. The fly is just laughing I, at you. I, I climbed up and finally the thing like sat on the railing and I was like, "Here we go! This is my big moment!" And I, I was like, "I'm gonna take my hat off. I'm gonna swat it with the hat. It's time. This fly is game over." Yep. And then right as I kind of did the wind up, the thing just kind of did a quick move and I adjusted and boom, put my foot down, step gone, and I went down four <gasps> stairs, five stairs, went down. Uh, luckily, Allie, I'm God, like. Uh, did you have cameras there? Uh, I would have loved to no, see I, that. I, I know you would have. Oh, and I, man. That would have been so funny. How many ah ahs did probably, you make? Probably nine ahs. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Got to the bottom. That stupid fly. I saw it flew right away. I'll never see that thing again. 818 said, my husband was trying to kill a huge roach and ended up knocking himself out from a shelf in the wall. And he got a big dent in his forehead. To knock yourself out? I mean, I know a cockroach you got to deal with. But to knock yourself out completely and yeah. get a permadent? That's the greatest because it's such a small. You would think we're big humans, and these like insects are so little and small. Like it shouldn't be that hard of a battle. Yeah, but they're also scary. They, so they like make you react. Right. You we, know, like even a moth we had in our house the other day, and it's just still not moving for hours. And of course, as soon as I go to do something, it starts doing that crazy flickery thing, and then I fell down. Hey, uh, Jesse, what happened to you? Hey, sweet dibs. Sweet dibs. Sweet dibs. So we we uh, got a kitten in our apartment, and the damn thing would not sleep all night, just meowing and trying to get into the room, and we had it locked out. So in the morning, I woke up, and I tried to walk out, and I tried to rip nasty on it, and uh, threw my back out trying to fart on a kitten. Why would you <laughs> ever <laughs> try to fart? I mean, I, I guess no follow-up question needed. Yeah, we don't have any uh, questions. You know, it, it makes sense. Was Every time you see a basket of kittens, you guys, I can't wait to fart on those. Uh, what, what, why was, <laughs> what was the inspiration, uh, Jesse, to fart on the kitten? That kitten me off, keeping okay. me off. <laughs> All right, I get it. Okay, it's. Uh, I don't think we can stand for that sort of thing. Why hey, would a fart throw your back? <laughs> I, yeah, that's the real. 
Yeah, uh, follow up, Jesse. Uh, I mean, kitten aside. How did you throw your back out attempting to rip nasty? It was a cracker, man. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm glad we asked all the follow-ups. I really am. Aren't you glad we know more about this? Hey, uh, Claudine, uh, what happened to you? Tried to injure or hurt something else and ended up hurting yourself in the process? I There was a flying roach in my uh, <gasps> slipper, and I unsealed a can of bygone, and I sprayed the entire thing to, 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 till you could hear the little marble inside. Yeah. And I turned <laughs> on the air conditioner, oh. closed the windows. And the next morning, I was vomiting blood. Oh my god! And I don't know what happened to the roach. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah but it was a flying roach. I get it. It's so funny that you felt one anim- one little roach needed the entire can <laughs> from brand new to nothing left but the little shaking marble. <laughs> the little marble. It's so aggressive, but that's how my wife is too. Like that, she yeah. she wants to drown. I'm like, you know, there's chemicals in there that'll kill it. You don't need to. It doesn't need to die by drowning. Yeah, I know. You get very masochistic in the sake of like, I want them to suffer, or I want to put it in a cup and just watch it die a slow death and go, ha ha ha. Final uh, call here, Karak. What's up? Hey, guys. Hey, Klein. Hey, Allie. What's up? Well, when I was younger, I tried to pull a prank on my brother by putting Lucas, you know, that powdered candy, to his side of the bed, but I accidentally put it on my side of the bed. (laughs) And and ever since then, I'm afraid of itchy things now. Like, if someone puts something on me, I, like, in fear, I scream and I run away. Kind of funny. So your plan was to put something that would make him itch and burn on his side of the bed, but then you screwed up and put it on your side of the bed? Yeah, I don't I don't really know how I did that. I guess I was just kind of dumb. Yeah. I think that's a that's the likely explanation yeah. there. Judges agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> K Rockline Alley Show. You know, it's nice when you live in Southern California because you get to we get to collectively we get to mock tourists or we get to at least see people that you can clearly tell are tourists based on certain activities they're yeah. doing. They're like, "How do I get here?" And you're just like, "You just take the ten freeway. Go on." <laughs> yeah, go ahead. It's never closed. <laughs> just get on that and sit around. And, and people occasionally will would do that question when they say, "Hey, are you from here?" And you kind of don't really know how to answer that. You you know been here long enough. Because most of the most of the time people are like, well, no, but no, yes. but you know I think if you've been here, I'd say over a decade, you're kind of in some ways you, you've been accepted. I, I would, would like say to, ten years. Ten yeah, years, I feel like is fair. Now I did something, and I've done it before. And I think I talked to you guys about how impressed I was. It's definitely a tourist thing. And whenever you see a list that says must do, if you if you visit LA, even if it's just for 24 hours, you got to do this thing. And usually I would think most of those things are super lame because if you've lived here for any any considerable amount of time, you would go, uh, I'm too good for that. I'm too good for that tourist stuff. Well, uh, going to see the Hollywood sign, I did as a like tourist living here, and I thought that was super fun. Right, but usually wouldn't you assume if someone— I love hiking. So, someone, yeah, but that's right, exactly, because it's a hike more than anything. If someone were to say— Oh, you got to do this thing. Or someone said, like, hey, let's go to the Wax Museum on Hollywood and Highland. You'd be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not doing that. I live here. And it's so expensive comparatively to the amount of fun you're going to have there. I will say, though, and this is now the second time I've done it, which says a lot about my self-control and willpower. But yesterday when I was waiting to uh, get my wife at the airport, LAX, for the second time now, I went to the In-N-Out by the airport, which a lot of people would say. That's Why? a great In-N-Out. It, it's a great in it. I, I do believe that any place, chain place, but especially in and out, there are top tier locations, mid tier and low tier. And even though quality is usually uniform with all, that one, they figured out a way, that drive through it moves, man. It moves, like, it, yeah. And it, it's also like you thinking, I think I have time to get something to eat before I get to the airport so I don't have to pay, you know, t- three times the price. I also have a theory about that one, particularly. I think that for a lot of people, 
I think that uh, some of the magic of the in and out is the people that spread the word, you know, to lands far and wide. And I think that they know that a lot of the people, high percentage of the people that are at that in and out are. It's their first in and out. It's their first in and out. And potentially they're only in and out before they get back on the plane and then go to wherever they're going. Mm -hmm. And I think that they need to make sure that one is so spot on perfect that the word gets spread. So when someone goes like to Toronto afterwards, they're like, I had this hamburger. It was everything I thought it would yeah, be and more. They, they want the taste to linger yeah. throughout the entire flight. But for, for, for the second time ever, uh, I did that thing. And I remember reading it, you know, in like one of those like articles, like got to do this if you go to L.A. And I for 10 years, 15 years, never did it because I'm like, why would I do that? I could go to 47 different in and outs that are between closer to where I live than this one. And why am I going to deal with all of the people by the airport? Who wants to go anywhere near an airport? We don't have to travel. No one. Right. No. Why? So but I did the thing where I got that in and out. I park and I watch those planes land, and I'm telling you right now. You watch just general planes land? General planes. General. So it wasn't like for Veterans Day? No, no. It was like commercial planes, oh. Alex. Like commercial airlines. Like <laughs> I thought it was land. like for uh, the holiday weekend. No, no. Because there were a lot of like, you know, war planes and special planes Not flying these. all over the place. These were Southwest flights. <laughs> <laughs> you went to go watch yeah. just commercial flights land? Yeah, it's awesome. I'm telling you right now, you laugh about no, but it. But Ali, uh, Ali, uh, you're directly underneath, like when they're almost landing. I mean, the planes are super close to you, right? Oh Glenn? wow! It's, yeah, Omar, they they. <laughs> it looks cool. Uh, you, see, once uh, again, as spoken by someone who's never done it. I yep. also would have mocked me had I not done it. You are you are so close that n not only do you definitely have he permanent hearing damage, but you also get almost a little bit high from the fumes of the jet engine nice. as they're landing. And you're sitting there uh, throwing down a double-double with animal-style fries. I think it's perfect. Like, Was this something that you were doing as being the fun divorce dad? That's right. With your kids? That's what I was doing. <laughs> well, I said, I said. Let's have some in and out and jet fuel. We were, uh, wait, I was killing time. You know, I, my wife's plane was landing. Thing was delayed. So I'm like, what? It's a great activity to do right by LAX. You sit in that parking yeah, lot. You're going to be there anyway. But to yeah. do that as a destination, as a I, tourist thing? I, no. I still think if you're, you would if, tell a tourist to go do that. Yes, I would. And I would stand by it. And I would say, even if you're flying out of Burbank, you should go all the way to LAX <laughs> to experience that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm telling you. See, because I've experienced that at Burbank because where I park, you the, the route that I walk is, you know, you get like five well, or six planes that are doing that as you're walking. And that's all you need. The it's sentence just a, Sally just said is such a sad sentence because she's so El Cheapo that she just said, <laughs> from where I park to where that's the path I walk. Yeah. Alley bus park so it's far away. It's a 10 away. minute walk. <laughs> It's a 10-minute walk, it's, and it's 15 bucks a day. Yeah, you can take a free shuttle, but then you get forced to tip. So I was like, that's all right. I'll just walk no, it. It's not, it saves time to walk versus the shuttle. Yeah, And well, there is no shuttle there. I'm, I'm, <laughs> oh, that's so sad. <laughs> that is such a— Shut up, Southwest Parking! How— I, <laughs> How much are you saving a day to park at uh, at Burbank? I'm walk saving yourself? at least seven dollars a day. All right, whatever. I remember when I went there with my mom, and she, and I was like, and then we get out and walk, and she was like looking at me like you're you're joking, right? So what a life. And <laughs> well, listen, I, there's not a lot of touristy but, things I would I would condone doing, but this one, if you haven't done it yet. That in and out by LAX, man. Yeah. You watch those planes. It feels like every plane's about to land on top of your head. Take you, that, Griffith Observatory. Yeah, all that, all that loser <laughs> stuff, like uh, you know, go yeah, Disneyland. Right. Disneyland. Forget it. You don't Magic need it. Magic Mountain. I mean, it's nice. I'm sure the kids. It's all about will... contrails, baby. Let the kids think you're bringing them to Disney, and then you start. Listen, you, you, sn you, you inhale enough uh, Southwest engine fuel, you feel like you're at Disneyland. Let me say that. All right. <laughs> Welcome. To K Rock, it's Klein Alley's show, but more importantly, what we have witnessed happen over the past few days on this planet. I think it's proven something that even 
People like me that used to say, shut up, you weird hillbilly, there's no such thing as aliens, have accepted the fact that they are here. They have been here. Many more are coming. And they will be here this summer. This summer. Coming soon aliens. to a backyard near you. What happened in Vegas this past week? Crazy story. Obviously, at this point, we've all seen it. And I know some people are still going, this is nonsense, this is crazy. It's Vegas. You can't take these people seriously. We have an expert that's uh, going to return to K-Rock right now. This guy is the, what is his title, Allie? I don't want to screw it up. He's like the. He is, the, hold on. The, the head of the Internal Affairs. He's the something. Director of Internal Investigations for MUFON, which is the Mutual UFO Network. All right, this guy's real deal. He's been on with us before. People love them. Hey, Bob. Hey, how are you? Well, it's great to chat with you again. Uh, we don't really get so many high-ranking UFO experts on the show. <laughs> You're one of our favorites. Uh, Thank you. What a week it's been, huh? Yeah, very, very strange case. Very credible, too. So you think the situation in Vegas is real? Uh, you know, I've reviewed a lot of the footage, the news reports, the, the cam, uh camera from the cop i really think that there is something to this yes i feel this summer is going to be the summer where we don't get any more of this half a shot or a random flare of light i think we're going to see it's going to be a hot alien summer it's going to be hot alien summer is what i think i mean this is finally going to be the summer now where it's all very obvious and very credible for everyone to see i mean at this point now we've gotten so many of these close calls and the almost and the there's that and these guys even though they're in vegas so you would automatically try to discredit their story they were like so authentically like, dude, we saw nine-foot googly-eyed guys getting out of a weird craft in our backyard. I mean, it seemed very legitimate. And and it happened right after a large greenish-blue object was seen uh, flying over the area. There was the ring bell camera that showed something bright, like exploding. There was the ring left near backyard by something that may have been camouflaged. I'm telling you, this has all the aspects of a, a real UFO sighting. So of all the reports that you've reviewed uh, over the course of your association with MUFON, why would the aliens be landing here now? And why, in your opinion, would they go to this random Vegas family's backyard? Well, because there was some sort of explosion, uh, I can tell you from the thousands of reports I've reviewed, aliens make mistakes and aliens have breakdowns. And I think that it was a, a quick fix and get out of there. They were in trouble, and that's why they had to crash land, fix something, and get away. They even camouflaged the the spacecraft so that all the witness saw was some sort of camouflage blurriness. So we've seen that before in reports, too. And it left, of course, the uh, ring, which was about 20 or 30 feet in diameter, which is a, a very common size for UFO reports. And I saw something over the weekend that said someone claims that the U.S. actually currently has possession of something like 12 unidentified. Like a dozen spaceships. Yeah, a dozen spaceships, unidentified ones from other, other planets, whatever, that we have in a garage somewhere. Yes, not only debris, but actually intact ships. Uh, we've known this for a long time. We've gotten so many reports over the years. But these really high-ranking whistleblowers coming forth now make you wonder if they're preparing us for something like full disclosure about what's really going on. And if there is some sort of secret unit within the Air Force that is hiding this material from the rest of the government, this is just going to blow up big this summer.
How do you think the people are going to react when we get the news that aliens have made contact and that they've been here before and they're probably here to stay? Do you think there's going to be some people that are like, oh, God, we got to go to civil war and other people that are like, I want to date the aliens? Like, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I think uh, several things, depending on where you are, level of education, that type of thing. Some people are going to be scared. Some people, it's going to question their religion. Some people, it's going to be big news for a week and then they're back shopping in the supermarket market and we'll deal with it. I do not think unless the aliens are, are evil that society's going to fall apart. Bob, you know more about these uh, aliens than most. Of course, you're the director of internal investigation for MUFON. Um, would you date and or sleep with an alien? <laughs> See, I was ready for you guys. <laughs> I knew you were going to throw that at me at some point. Um, no, I would not. I, I definitely would not sleep with an alien. Just go to third, maybe? <laughs> um, well, yeah, it depends on how uh, pretty they are. Yeah. Do you think that aliens and humans will be able to breed together? Um, yeah, there's some people that believe that these, some of these aliens are actually from the future, some sort of humans from the future. If that was the case, they might be mateable with us, yes. Oh. Man, I'm going to get alien pregnant. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, Allie. Listen, you get knocked up by an alien. That kid's going to be super smart. Yeah. Uh, all right, anything we should be on the lookout for? Because you, know, you say they're around everywhere. What, what, else, uh, what else can we look for if we find weird markings in our backyard? I mean, what is the telltale sign that we've encountered an alien, Bob? Um, well, yeah, the, usually there's trace evidence. If somebody finds something unusual happened and there might be, like, impressions of landing gear or whatever, call MUFON, file a report. We can get a team out there to take trace evidence samples and have it analyzed at our lab. Unfortunately... The family in Vegas didn't do that, so any evidence would be cold at this point. Oh. So if you find something, see something, say something. Well, go to MUFON.com, M-U-F-O-N.com. If I were to play you a clip, would you be able to identify if it was human or alien? I might. Depends. I want you to listen to this and tell me if you think this is human or if this is alien. Take a listen. Okay, I'm listening. These are my people, baby. <laughs> Human. Human. Okay. All right. He's we'll good. All, let's, let's agree to disagree on that one. But a all slow right. human, right? Yeah. yeah slow. Shut up. It's my paper, baby. Slow, you shut up, too. Slow human seems like a good answer. All right. Thanks, Bob. Oh, great. It's always, talk, it's always fun to talk to you guys. Thank you for having me again. You know, there are certain things that I think create total anxiety in everyone equally. And one of those things is when you were out and about, realized that your phone is draining very quickly. You're down to red battery. Never happens to me, but go on. N never happens to you? No, because I'm a responsible adult who charges my phone. You know what never happens to me? Green battery. I never Don't get... you start out at some point with a green battery? Allie, I'm currently right now at 3%, and we are what at... What the hell? Eight, just Don't after... Don't you charge it overnight, yeah. dude? Yeah. Uh, sometimes I do. And then well, sometimes I realize there's issues like the charging cord uh, dislodged from the, you know, the piece that goes into the wall. Or sometimes there's other issues. The cord, I got a, a couple of busted cords that I don't throw out. I, I plug in the wrong one. It doesn't charge. But you guys know me. Wait, I'm, don't you check to see the little lightning yeah, bolt? Yeah, the little lightning bolt is everything. Sometimes the bolt, yeah. everyone knows what I'm talking about if you've ever bought a charger at a gas station. Oh and I God. think at this point, most of my chargers are from gas stations, that the lighting bolt will sometimes show up for a little bit just to give you that false sense of confidence the charge is coming. Mm. But then you check on it a few hours later and you've lost power. 
somehow. You've gone down. Well, there are some chargers I have where it's like lightning bolt, no lightning bolt, lightning bolt, no. Never mind. Yes, yes, no. But, but that's a sign of a dirty like port. You got to clean out your port down there. Don't you on, make on fun phone. of my port, son of a bitch. Mine has <laughs> yeah, yeah, two port's dirty, dirty ports. I've got two double d- double dirty <laughs> ports. I um I just cleaned mine out. This by is going to sound crazy. crazy. This do. is going to sound crazy to you guys. But I think I've become a bit addicted to the feeling, the rush of knowing that I am Uh, operating on limited charge. And I think that there is a whole subculture of society out there that also know this feeling of, will will I have enough juice to make my next call? Will I... Will my phone stay on long enough so I can get where I need to go or get that Uber I need or make that next purchase on Apple Pay? Yeah, but we're so dependent on our phones. I, you, as soon as it dies, you're screwed. I don't let it die, though. Like, I'll, uh, I'll, uh-huh. find, I'll find a cord, like, in the back office. I'll, I'll kind of plug in for a th- three or four minutes, get a couple, get two, three percent, and then move on. That's so bad for your phone. I don't think so. It is. Not they sure. say to, you can't just, like, do those little like halfy charges they they screw up your battery over time and then every as long as i've known you every phone that you have is a piece of crap and has weird like problems that no other phone has and i think it's because you're mistreating it well i'd like to announce right now for anyone who lives life like me and currently even though the day has just begun is at low charge i think that we should rebrand you know that whole saying about the one percent it's supposed to be a good thing right it's the people that are uh, living the best life because they're at the uh, the highest you know one percent of the richest people on the planet right we're in one percent i want to re i want to own that for people like me that are in the one percent of battery charge all the time and not that, just phones because I, I, uh, phones is the big one though because i'll tell you right now i love the feeling if, if you can glide on that one percent of phone for like Sometimes you get an extended period of time with it, and you get through a bunch of stuff. You're like, man, this is awesome. Do you this... ever get to yeah. go to low power mode? Uh, yeah, I'm in low. I live in low power mode. <laughs> what are you talking about? Do I ever get to go in low power mode? I'm always in low power mode. Well, because sometimes I'll get the notification. It's like you're getting low in battery. Do you want to go in low power mode? And I'm like, no. Uh, mine just stays there. I'm always low power, baby. <laughs> and I don't think I, I don't think I've ever climbed above fifty percent. And I know there's other people that know this experience because the feeling of getting to a charger and plugging in right before your phone dies. That's like a rush. It's such a I can't explain it, but people know what I'm talking. Even well, you're making the text line so angry. No. Oh my god, I cannot believe that you do this. Can I please send you chargers? This no. makes me so mad. I'm I have a, one- a ton of chargers. Uh, 323 said I use exclusively gas station chargers and this has never happened to me before. Well, you probably buy the nicer ones. I buy the the less ones. Ah, you got a dirty port, dude. Daniel, uh, are you a one percenter? Hey, this is Bat Dan from Mission Viejo. Oh, hey, uh, fa- it's Dan ba- from Mission Viejo. Go ahead, Dan. Hey, the bees. Dan Mission Viejo. Give That's us your right. give it the bee dancer. Give us Klein. your intel. I want to I want to take care of you, Klein. Charging your phone is more important than just charging it. You need to plug it into your computer. Every- no, 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 no. No, please. then your computer battery drains. I'm not looking for any advice here. I've decided that I am going to identify as a one percenter. Not the same way like Elon Musk and all those other guys get to say they're one percenter. But I feel like there's other people that understand the joys that I'm talking about. Do you feel um, a sense of relief admitting this to everyone and just owning it? Well, you guys always make fun. Like the other day, Jake and I were on the phone and uh, the phone call just ended in the middle of the call because my phone died. And that happens a lot when I'm on with you guys. Like the phone just dies. It's actually a great way to get out of calls. You don't want to be on for a long time. Uh, 510 said, my wife is a constant one percenter. Yeah, it drives is. me mad. Yeah. She works from home. There's no reason why she should have no battery. That's, she's my, that's my people, baby. 
That's exactly right. 562 said that 1% lasts better than the other 99. And they're right. That's the other point. That last 1% is, that's the that's good. A that's a strong percent. That's when you're living. And that last 1%, that battery is barely even red anymore because even that red is all gone. It's just like almost uh, translucent. It's like a sliver. You can oh, barely even God. see it. That's living. That's life, this baby. This is Klein's way of gambling with his own phone. Yes. You need to get help. No, no help needed. I couldn't even find the number because my phone's dead. But Why I, aren't you charging it right now while you're sitting here? No, because I'm at 3%. I want to get down to that one. Enjoy <laughs> that ride. That's what it's all about. Would you agree that everyone uh, loves a lovable idiot in general? Is that like I a, think that, yeah, I think it's... Um, like you it, feel bad for the idiot because they're an idiot, but they're also kind of lovable? It's like America's love story. Just the lovable idiot. You know, there's so many of us. Like, I think I haven't seen this Barbie movie yet, but it feels like from what I'm hearing you say about it, they're kind of painting all Kens in the world as kind of these lovable idiots. Am I wrong about well, that? Well, yeah, they're, they're simple. They they know what they want, and they just want, you know, they just want to live their lives in beach. I think I'm a lovable idiot, but without the lovable part. I think so. you know, just... there was one day where you were lovable. Thank you. I, uh, I'm, I, I, you know, we always do bamboozled on the show to keep you from getting scammed, but the real reason we do bamboozled is so that I hear about the scams and then I don't fall for the scams. Yesterday, as we were in the middle of doing bamboozled on the show, I was in the process of being scammed. And I, this isn't one of those scams where I just answered the phone and started giving someone all my information or saying yes or signed up for some, you know, QR code that backfired. This was a scam that I... You sought out? I sought out. Like, I'm such a dumb also, idiot. You didn't realize that you're being scammed until Ali and I pointed it out. Yes, that's well, and that happens with a lot of the ones that we hear about, Omar. It's like you know, you, yeah. they talk to all these quote victims that are like, I just, I don't know, I followed them into a Walmart bathroom and I took upskirt shots and I sent it to the guy because I thought that's how I was going to bail that's myself first, out first, of jail. First of all, for people that only yeah. half pay attention to the show, I didn't do what Ali is saying. I didn't <laughs> go into a Walmart bathroom and take up, upskirt sure? shots. It's not <laughs> nothing. That's to what do. I remember. I, uh, <laughs> I, um, I needed to track down my kids birth certificates because apparently if you want to put them in school you you need they need a copy of the birth certificate now i am a terror i am not good at keeping track of stuff i suffer from a very important disease called executive functioning disorder it keeps me from being able to keep track of things it's not made up it does kind of sound made up it sounds made up but it's real. Execu- you're not an executive at all. Well, and whatever. you don't function. Uh, underling functioning totally. disorder is what I have. And I have no idea where these birth certificates are. I know at some point they were handed to me, but I cannot find them for the life of me. I don't know where they are. I'm handy uh, making papers. Like, you're, you're supposed to make me a fake ID. Why don't you just make one? I am. Uh, thank you, Omar. I, speaking of which, your fake ID will be done by tomorrow. I, had to I get believe earlier this week you said wait. you could make us one by noon. I had the fake ID yeah. made. <laughs> yeah, he made it. I, it's the lamp. It's the <laughs> laminate. Like four days. It's the lamination part that's hard. <laughs> what is this? A fake ID okay. from 1996? Uh, don't worry, I'm getting the fake <laughs> the ID. The lamination part. I don't think laminating it. it will so make it look. I, uh, I, anyway. I, I, there are certain documents in your life that, even though technically everything's digital now, we need to keep for whatever reason. I don't know what the order is, but you got to have your birth certificate. You got to try to find that. You got to have your uh, social security card. I have my OG birth certificate. You do? Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm -hmm. But you uh, have this disorder where you lose everything. So you've lost it for your children and they need it by when? Uh, Two weeks ago. Oh. If they were gonna, <laughs> they were gonna be in school this year. They needed it by two weeks ago. So I started panicking, and then I started researching online. Because that takes a while for them to arrive, doesn't it? Yeah, it was a bitch. I had to do it. 
Uh, yeah, well, I, it turns out, as one as a warning, that if you just search on Google how to get a replacement birth certificate and you click on the first link that pops up. Oh, no. It's, it's uh, and I'm such a stu- You're such an idiot. Don't I'm, you at least scroll past the sponsored results? Nope. First one oh, up. Oh, my God. Lazy. You scroll. You always scroll a little. I knew that it. I was looking for something that looked official, so I didn't. I didn't click on the. I did click on the first one, but I didn't see an eagle, so I moved on. And then this on, isn't legitimate. Then on the second one, this I, isn't American. Yeah, that's what I thought. The second one, there was a it's big. It's either bacon or an eagle. There was a big eagle, and I said, "This is for real." So I click on the stupid link on the eagle one, and then next thing I know. I'm I'm typing in, and this, by the way, I forget the exact website, but it says something like uh, official documents dot. It wasn't dot com. It was dot um, org. Dot org, which is probably not what I wanted. I realize now I probably should have gone for a dot gov. Yeah, well, I but mean, I there are org... some dot orgs, but also you have to really do a lot of cross referencing to make sure it's a legitimate website. I didn't real. I thought dot org is like official as it gets. So I yeah, see scammers can't buy a dot org on domain on GoDaddy. I didn't, I didn't think you could. I thought you had to be like uh, approved to get. I think a... hackers can do whatever they want. I couldn't go buy a dot edu tomorrow if I wanted to because I'm not a educational institution. I bet you could. So anyway, I immediately click on this thing. It's like official documents, US, whatever. I don't is remember. it a good-looking website? Or no, that... yeah, there's an eagle on it. There's a flag, a couple <laughs> stars and stripes. And I'm like, this is for me. And it says, basically, we can get you your birth certificate, death certificate, or social security card. I think that's it. The three things they can find for you. But, of course, to get all that, you gotta, i got to give them every bit of information I have. <gasps> so I'm, I'm asking me, what's my mother's maiden name? What's my date of birth? What's my social security number? And I'm... Those such hard questions. You know, I know the answers to those questions. That's not the problem. <laughs> I failed the quiz. I'm just going, like, I'm sitting there going, yep, what do you need? Yep, yep, yep. Because I'm, I'm, and I'm needing And you're rush. frantically trying to just yeah. get it done. Yeah, because uh, worst case scenario, they, the school said, and they're already saying this, if we can't get your kids birth certificates, they, they can't get, they can't come to school. Uh-huh. And, and, that, and what do, that I got to sit home with them all day? Forget so that. So did you have to pay for some kind of rush order? Oh, Allie. So I get through all of the, giving them every bit of information I have. I mean, everything. All my information. And and I give them all my wife's information. Oh, I don't even think twice. God. I give everything. And then um, they say, you know, it, it, do you, you know, if you need these in you know twenty four hours, it's like a three hundred and eighty dollar <gasps> rush fee per 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 and, birth and certificate. I, and I'm thinking to myself, put them in the same envelope. Uh, I need right. two. Save postage. And I go, I need these. I have no choice. If not, they go to you know, could take up to six weeks. And I so you paid like. It paid a lot. Oh my god! Because because I think I um I I almost lost Wesley's once, and I I think I went to the legitimate government website or whatever, and it was only like twenty five bucks. Well, that's what people are telling me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shows here, yeah, it's about thirty bucks. Yeah. I, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I, now I'm hearing that news. Three hundred and eighty. Yeah. Thank you, honey. I was getting your birth certificate. Don't call me stupid, man. Stupid man. <laughs> I'm doing what I need to do. So then, um, lo and behold, nothing shows up in the mail. Nothing shows up in the mail. How many days has it I, been? I send them an email, and I say, uh, hey, well, what gives here? I paid all this money to get these things rushed uh, over. And they said, well, we can't verify your address. Please send us a few pro- uh, some proof of mail that you live at where you say you live. So then, like a stupid what? idiot dummy, I just start going, oh here you go. Oh, my God. Here's my, here's my power bill. 
here's my water bill. Here's my credit card bill. I give it all. <gasps> Your I give it all. Credit card bill. And then they, I get a very strange email back that's kind of one of those like whenever we make fun of the bamboozled idiots. That's like kind of in a broken English, sort of like, uh, "Thank you for your documentation. It it been received. Oh. We will be in touch." Oh, and I'm like, man. "Huh? That's oh, weird." Oh my god! And then all of a sudden, the eagle's not on the email anymore. No, I don't not the eagle. I don't see the eagle, and I start going, "This looks off." So Klein, you're you're. And now I'm. Gonna... Are, have you checked your bank accounts? Your all your stuff's probably drained. What? You're gonna be like that guy in the right. the guy who's retired and tired. Oh man, I'm gonna be That's that gonna guy. That's gonna be you. I'm You're not gonna... only retired, I'm also I'm all tired. tired. So now I'm in the middle of this thing, and now my last email back to them it just went to this email address no longer <gasps> exists. No. So there's a real life bamboozling going on. Don't... And your kids aren't gonna go to school. And there's that, which they really <laughs> need because look at this DNA I'm yeah. giving them, guys. This is K Rock. It's K-Rock. It's Klein Alley Show. Question is simple. What is the most amount, largest sum of cash you've ever had on you at any point in your life? Usually, if you have a lot of cash on you, there's a decent story that goes with it. I guess sometimes it's boring, like you're just making a big purchase or whatever. But it's funny because they say no one has cash anymore. A lot of people don't have wallets. Just everything's Apple Pay. And then uh, you go to like a pizza place. Like there's one two blocks from here. Apollino's great pizza on uh, Wilshire, and they're cash only operation. You, you still go to these I places. I have to walk right out of there. That, that, uh, you have to go to like the smoke shop next door and use the ATM. Not going to do it. Not worth it. I feel like there's always some sort of a weird deal they make on the side. They're like, we'll keep our cash only policy, but we're taking a cut of your ATM next yeah, door. Yeah, definitely. But it, it is interesting when you think about it because Allie is not a cash carrier, but for some reason today, she is being very on edge because she has with her an envelope full of cash, which makes her. A target. Well, even when I tried to sell my piece of crap car in the first place. Oh, I, this is the same. You're still trying to sell that Prius? I was able to bamboozle somebody into buying the car. Right. Okay. I finally got rid of the thing. Wait, but you were up front with them with the, you know, you told them about all the issues it was having because it was like a piece of crap car. I took everyone's advice and I put as is and okay. I even said needs head gasket replacement. I said okay. that. Okay. okay. Didn't Perfect. do that the first time. No, because I didn't know that that was an issue. Yes, the check engine light was on, but right. I didn't know exactly what was. It was making a rattling noise, too, by the way. It still is. Jesus. Only when idling. Yeah, I can tell when she has that car here because I can hear it coming from a mile away. <laughs> it also had no hubcaps. Anyway, right. I sold it to somebody, and then they returned it to me. But even that was a series of, like, Zelle payments. We, sure. No one was expecting to do a cash operation because that just doesn't happen that much. So I put it up on OfferUp. I'm getting all these offers. This guy shows up, and he hands me, as soon as he, he rolls up, rolls down the window, and hands me an envelope full of $6,000. And I was like, whoa, this is so cool. You had to count that out again, like one by one? That's You don't have one of those cool machines like they do at the bank. <laughs> those things are awesome. As El Cheapo, I should invest in one of yeah, those. Yeah, you should have one of <laughs> those. But he told me to count it. He was like, count, count it and make sure all of it's there, which is a flex, right? Mm -hmm. So now I've got this envelope full of cash, and I'm going to deposit it later today. But that How period much? 6K? Yeah. It's nice. There's Don't people, you think that's pretty good people, for a piece of crap car that needs a lot of repairs? No, hell yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah and you, that was not the only offer. There were people that were like, if it doesn't work up, let me know. Yes, I know. That's what I'm afraid it's of. Definitely counterfeit money. Uh, I don't think it's counterfeit. A couple though, of real bills has... on the outside. The middle's all just like uh, slips of paper and old Bed Bath Beyond coupons. <laughs> it's that white cash scam. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the about. invisible cash scam has <laughs> been going around. No, it looks like real money because it has that little like blue stripe in the middle of it. You know, but in that time period, like even driving to the bank today, I'm like, oh my God, we're walking to my car or something like that. If someone were to rob me right here, right now, it's a terrifying feeling yeah, to have why, that much why, cash. Why on you decided you. to talk to, to uh, about this on the radio, by the way? Huh. 
Yeah, I was curious about that. Why you mean, were, we could have just done this tomorrow afterwards. Yeah, yeah you could have deposited <laughs> the money. You could have said, yesterday I had a lot of cash yeah. on me, but now you're just letting I, everyone know. Uh, I think I need a head gasket replacement. Uh, you're on uh, K-Rock. What is the most amount of cash you have on you? What's up? I wanted to talk about how much cash I have. How much do you have on you right now? No, not right now. Well, I have it on me right now, but when I was in Vegas. What was the amount? Uh, I After a couple of jobs, about 30 grand. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. After a couple of what you had 30 grand? John's. Jack- He's a whore, clearly. Oh. <laughs> Sir, are you a whore? I am not a whore. Oh. <laughs> then Clyde is not interested in All speaking right. with you. Now, hold on. Next caller, please. Uh, Steve, uh, what is the... Sorry, no, no time for... We can't waste time with no whores here. Uh, St- Steve, uh, what is the most amount of cash you've had on you at any given time? Any given time was 52K last year. Wow. Okay. All that from Horan? No, no, that's a different guy. He's oh. not a whore. Oh. Steve, how did, I think these are all whores. Why did you have $52,000 cash on you? Uh, I was buying a 64 Impala, and dude wanted cash, so I pulled cash. Now, in the moment from when you take the cash out, because a lot of banks, you would think it's your money, right? You go in there, you say, I need 52 k They go, we can't even do that. You're like, but you're a bank. You should be able to do you're that. You're supposed did, to keep my money safe and then yeah, give it to me when I want when it. When I want it. But did, were, they able, were you able to just walk in and get out that much money, or did you have to like, set up a whole uh, like a, like a reservation and all that crap? I walked in initially, they gave me 10K, and I set up an appointment the next day to pull, pull up the rest. Oh, okay. and, wow. And then give me your, when you get the money, because that's a lot of cash to have on you, Are you? do you feel yourself being extra nervous walking around, even though you know you're the only one that knows you have that? Like, are you kind of on edge a little bit? 100%. That's yeah. exactly why I went towards the beginning of the day. Uh, it's less busy. Oh, and then when, when you went there, of course, you're there to buy a car and you know the person selling a car. But aren't isn't part of you afraid that, you know, if they say cash only, you know, give me all this money, that when you get there, it's going to be a setup and you are going to be robbed and there is no car? No, I set up an appointment to have an inspector check the car out to know, obviously, if the car's in running condition and it's all legit. I did my homework. It was like a three-week deal. Still, it's very nerve-wracking. I will tell you the most amount of money I had on me one time, and I, I remember thinking the whole time I had it in my pocket. Like, You're like, this ooh, is, 50 bucks. This is going to go bad. <laughs> this is a real $50 bill. I don't want to <laughs> drop it. Hey, Sean, what's, uh, how much cash have you had on you at any given time? At one point. I had just shy of seventy-five grand on me. What? Wow. Okay. So that's a. How do you have to carry that? Is that briefcase material, or can you put that in an envelope? No, not an envelope. No. So we're we're trying to be as inconspicuous as possible. I put it in a couple of those paper brown paper bags that a kid takes his lunch to school in. Yeah. With a giant dollar, dollar sign on it. <laughs> I don't want right, people to know. Money. Uh, so you put them in lunch bags, which also is the way people lose a lot of money because they try to be so inconspicuous that it gets like thrown in the trash because someone's like, ah, someone just left a brown bag on the ground. So you, why did you have 75K on you? I was working at a pawn shop at the time and we needed to make a deposit. So I was just couriering from... Uh, the shop to the bank. Don't you feel a level of uh, anxiety when you're doing that? If anything goes wrong, you decide you're going to stop and like run into a Starbucks, and then all of a sudden it's just sitting there. I just remember when I had my cash on me. I'll tell you the story in a second. I, I didn't want to get out of the car. Every stop I wanted to make, I just was like, I'm not stopping because if I leave in the car, it's going to go missing. Exactly. I know it. I, it. It freaks me out. But I guess if you're a pawn shop guy, you're used to that kind of pressure. Oh, 100%. It was, it was uh, on edge stepping over tweakers outside and stuff like that. It was on extra high alert from the parking lot. Yeah, you gotta be. Gotta and be if on... you're a robber and you rob, like, the person behind him who oh, only has, so... like, 600 bucks. Or just has lunch in the brown bag. <laughs> you're so upset. 
Yeah, I uh, I had a bookie one time. I lost money. I'm not a good gambler, but he gave me money to give to a friend, the guy that introduced us, and he was up like 17k in in gambling. And he's like, hey, if you're gonna see him, why don't you just give him the money? Uh huh. And he gave me, and I was responsible for bringing seventeen thousand dollars from a bookie to a person. And, Whoa. And that, like, I just remember, I was. I That's felt, high stakes too. I feel like if you didn't have it, you'd get beat up. Yeah, like I was, because there was a friend involved, but also there was a bookie involved, and I was like the middleman. But even holding that amount of cash is a really weird feeling. Like well, every little thing I did like you know you guys always think I, it's weird that I'm like uh, paranoid that I'm being followed all the time like mm-hmm. I, I whenever I'm bored in traffic I just pretend I'm being followed and then I think I make a fun little game I genuinely felt <laughs> you just go different ways home yeah right? yeah I just make like crazy U-turns and stuff and they see if cars follow me you know but this was like that feeling of like someone's onto this like like it, it, it's a it's such a relief when you finally get to like give the money where it's supposed to go and be like oh that pressure is off well, me and I'm also amazed that someone would choose you I know. Like, yeah, I, I would never give you anything of value well, be because fair, I don't think you, you lost a parking ticket four seconds after you took it from the machine. Anytime I pull into any parking lot, I've lost the ticket immediately. I, a lot of good stories coming through. I can't believe right now the highest amount of cash anyone's had on them is the guy we just chatted with, $75,000. Have you had more cash on you than that? Time for the big bet. Let's gamble. This is K-Rock. We are Klein Alley Show, and here we go. Hit it. The big bet. Oh. Hit it. <laughs> it's time for... The big bet. All right. And it. just tell me to hit it anytime. Hit it. It's time for a bet. Crazy ass bet. Raise your bets now. The big bet. We actually had to stall there because we were getting the expert on the phone. Make sure he can't hear us while we yeah, set this up. Yeah, that was it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thanks so much. Here it is again. <laughs> Well-oiled machine. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy ass bet. Raise your bets now. All right. The big Omar's going to attempt to sabotage the interview. We've got an expert who's about to join us uh, from AAA. They're talking all about traffic and blah, blah, blah. All we're trying to do is get him to say that phrase that Omar hates, pack your patience. Yep. If you get uh, approached by the news or you see cameras out and about all over Southern California, they always want to talk to people that are traveling. Make sure if you uh, get the chance, you go in there, you say, like my good buddy Omar always reminds me this time of year, pack your patience. Uh, Joseph, uh, this big bet, as you know, we do it every week, brought to you by our partner of the Klein Alley Show, the Great Commerce Casino. If you're correct on the big bet, you get a one-night stay there, stick around for the games, etc. a lot of poker tournaments. Uh, they got all the games there. I love commerce. All right. Joseph, uh, we're going to get this guy in in a second. Uh, which one of us is going to get him to say his, the phrase, pack your patience, or will he not say it at all? Who are you betting on? Decline on this one. All right. I'm gonna do my best. I've got an approach for how I'm gonna get him to say it. Amanda, who are you betting on? I'm betting on my girl Allie. Yes. Okay. I've got yeah. a few tactics in the back right. of my little noggin. Alright, so there we go. One bet Klein, one bet Allie. Uh Jody is gonna round it out. Jody, you're betting that we will not get this person to say it? I don't think anybody's going to say it. All right. Last year, if you remember, Allie, we had a travel expert on, and they said so many different dumb sayings, and they never got to pack your patience. Yeah, I know. And they were so close. Like, it got closer and closer, and it was maddening. There we go. Hold on. He's ready? Okay. Uh, And now joining us on K-Rock, a travel expert. Uh, Hello, Doug. Yeah, that is right. Good morning, Klein and Allie. Uh, Doug Shoup with the Auto Club of Southern California, and we are getting ready for a very busy week next week. Yeah, I mean, this is like your Super Bowl, right? I mean, everyone's asking (laughs) for tips, and what kind of tips are you offering this year? Well, it is because we are expecting so many people to be traveling uh, this 
Thanksgiving. In fact, 4.6 million Southern Californians traveling at least 50 miles or more away from home, and that's going to be a 3% increase from last year. The vast majority of those folks are going to be going by automobile. About 3.9 million people in Southern California taking road trips. If you're one of them, inspect that vehicle. Check your tire tread and inflation. Make sure your battery has a good charge. And, you know, of course, make sure that your fluid levels are topped off. During the five-day period from next Wednesday through Sunday, we expect to come to the roadside rescue of 90,000 calls for help here in California alone. Uh, Doug, uh, let me ask you, whose job is it at AAA to count all those cars? Because that seems like millions of cars you have to count every year just to come up with these numbers. So you guys have to be obviously very tolerant over there. Uh, Is there anything that you can tell us if we need to work on our tolerance? Well, it's it's certainly based on uh, the calls that we receive into our call center for our automotive services. You know, most people know AAA for our roadside service. And so we look at how many calls we uh, serviced last year, but during that same five-day period, and we're projecting about 90,000 calls. And the primary reasons why people will call the auto club for help will be dead batteries, flat tires, and then people getting locked out of their vehicles. So what, what advice do you have for people who are maybe a little impatient, either on the roadways or just in holiday travel in general? Um, is there anything you have to say to them particularly? They might be stuck in traffic and getting really frustrated. Absolutely. Just know that, you know, it is going to be a busy week on our roadways all across right, yeah. Southern California. And uh, Thanksgiving is just a time for gratitude and togetherness. And so we should really extend that spirit to the roads by driving with care and consideration for others. So, yeah, allow extra time to get to your destination so you don't Mm -hmm. feel that need to speed. Is there uh, maybe some sort of a catchy saying we can remember when we're packing our bags for the holiday weekend just to really get out there on the road and make sure that we're being calm with each other? Yeah, absolutely. It's just Think about everybody wants to get to enjoy the holiday together. And if we, you know, have a safe journey, that's going to ensure we all get to that Thanksgiving dinner table on time, but most importantly, safely. And, you know, here at the Auto Club, we do have a saying when it comes to safe driving. Don't drive intoxicated. Don't drive intoxicated. Remember that using the smartphones behind the wheel can be just as dangerous as getting behind the wheel after drinking alcohol. Right, but is there anything specific we can pack, either real things or figurative things that are just, you know, you can pack some socks, a phone charger, and you can pack... Well, you know, absolutely. You want to say we're just encouraging people to pack the, the, you know, just listen to the podcast and the radio to help you deal with the traffic. That's great advice. But uh, once again, it's too many words. If there's something maybe just uh, shorter that I can just tell myself to stay calm in this uh, stressful travel time. Yep. You take a deep breath and you know that you're going to get there when you get there and just remember that. Everybody's trying to make that deadline to get to the Thanksgiving dinner table on Thursday and just know that, you know, we all want the same thing, to enjoy the time with our friends and our family and our loved ones. And so we just need to be patient out there and be forgiving if another driver out there on the road makes a a mistake. But, But is there anything specific we can pack to help us be calm in those scenarios? pack your patience right because people certainly do lose their patience in that traffic is there a limit to how much patience you can pack 
No, there really is not. But, you know, if you are flying somewhere, you know that those airports are going to be busy. Uh, our auto club travel advisors recommending you get to the airport at least two hours before domestic flights and three hours before international flights. Where is the best place to pack my patients? Can I put it in my carry-on, my purse, my overhead bin? Wherever you pack it, just have it along with you. That's, that's for <laughs> sure, because we know that it's going to be busy out there, not just at the airports, but certainly on our roadways as well. Doug Shoup is the uh, Auto Club Corporate Communications Manager. He's at AAA. He knows everything there is to know about travel this time of year. He says uh, if you can only pack one thing and you've got a big uh, commute, you should pack what? Your patience, yeah! for sure. Thank Omar, you, Doug. You hear that, Omar? you got to pack that patience, baby. <laughs> yeah, I heard it. I heard it. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Doug. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Same to you. Amanda, congratulations. Woo! You predicted Woo! Allie would somehow do it. I did it! It took us a long-ass time, but we got him to say it. Everyone else said Allie and Klein practically carried that man to the river. I mean, we refused to He just wouldn't do it. He almost packed your love. You got to listen to the podcast. Pack your podcast! (laughs) (laughs) Playing favorites is fun, but when you're uh, friends with a couple and then they break up, you kind of think to yourself selfishly, ah, this sucks. I mean, it sucks for them. They're breaking up. They got to go through that whole thing, the awkward exchange of the toothbrush, et cetera. But then there's the... Who do we side with here? Can we remain friendly with both of them? I know people have tried that before. It usually doesn't go well, according to the text line. Anytime you attempt to go, oh, then we're going to keep you both in our lives. Eventually, one of them is going to probably start dating someone else, and that's going to be the new couple you hang with. Well, yeah, and if you're like, oh, we're all going to go to Palm Springs for the weekend, but he can't come because X, Y, and Z, and right. then you do have to inevitably make a choice. And we have a, a couple that we've known for a long time. They met. They got married. Married for, I would I think about seven years. Oh, seven-year itch. And they said, they just told us that they're getting divorced, and we don't know how to handle it. What's the reason? Well, here's the I think the reason is kind of what changes everything, because the reason is one of them was cheating. And so then do we automatically side with the person who was cheated on? Because the person who cheated is the one who kind of broke up the relationship, right? And and soured the romance. But here's the real question. Who were you friends with first? Some people make the argument, you, whoever you were friends with, usually you don't meet. They're a couple. You're a couple. That's how you meet. Now, sometimes that happens. But usually you were friendly with someone. They're like, this is the person I'm going to get married to. Yeah. You, you were friends with them before. Even if in the relationship you realize you like the other person better than the one you were friends with going in. I feel like because of longevity, it's the one you were friendly with going in that you have to side with. But in this case... In this case, it was the one who was cheated on we were friends with first. Oh, then then there's there's not even a choice there. So there's no question. Yeah, you got both... Yeah, if the person that was cheated on, the quote, victim, was also your friend going in, mm-hmm. then that's got to be your friend coming out. You would be a real piece of ass personality. Right. If but you the go, we've sided with. cheating did my hair for free sometimes. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, <laughs> you got to go with that person. And then my mom, who has been divorced several times, that was always kind of a weird thing because, like, m- when my dad uh, and her got divorced, they stayed in each, o- in each other's family circle. Because it was like, oh, you know, they, we have to save Allie. Baby Allie doesn't know what's going on. And then when my mom got divorced a second time, my stepdad, he was like all alone. You know, he didn't really have much family and stuff. So he got included in a lot of stuff. And As a third, I think, like, a, like a thruple with no sex. Yes. And then oh. when my mom married for a third time, she was like, I don't want still my second husband being around. It's really interesting because there's not really a rule for it, so everyone just plays it by ear. But if this has happened to you, I'm very curious as to how you made the decision as to, like, who you stick around with. Or or if you went through this, like, were you surprised when you had, like, friends that either stuck with you or, like, you know what? 
you're cool and all, but we're, if you guys are splitting up, I guess we've got to split up as well. Or you've got to see them on the side secretly. What happened to you? This story seems fascinating. What's up? All right, Nikki, what happened? Give us the details. Okay. For 10 days in the summer, my whole family's gone to Dana Point for a vacation, family reunion, siblings, mom and dad, and all our families. When I got divorced, my parents were so intent on keeping him in their lives that they told me he was invited to all of our family reunions, the ones we've been having for a million years. And I said, well, I don't want him there. And so they split the days. They gave him five days and me five days Whoa. to be there. <laughs> Hold on. You're this there. is my yeah. family. This my is, family. Nikki, you're the blood daughter, correct? You have blood DNA. Share yes. the DNA. Yes. And, th- and this was your yes. now your ex-husband divorced. And they said rather than go ahead and side with you, they would go ahead and just split yes. it. Split it. Well, this guy must be a really great guy. So yeah, is there any way he could call now instead? <laughs> no. I'd like to split this phone call. <laughs> yeah. So what's you, what's the they deal with think, you then? Yeah. What do you cheat or what's going on? Why are they siding with him and not you? They think that families that split up can still be unified and they have to the post the law. He's probably really good on the grill. They're like, oh man, oh, if he totally. doesn't come, who's making the shish kebabs? <laughs> yeah, he is good on the grill. Yeah, yeah. he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Got to keep him yeah. around. That's worth at least five totally. days. Hey, Tina, what's your story? My my story is this not? I'm sorry. Are you not Tina? Uh, I'm Tina. No, this is this is Gary. <laughs> oh, hi, yeah. Gary. That's I've what I meant. Hi. I've been waiting three weeks for a pool game. Uh, hold on, one arm, Gary. Hold on. We have pressing <laughs> we have pre- pressing issues to get to. <laughs> All right, you hang on. We tried to give you the gift of living forever, which is why we give you old people secrets at least once a week on the show, because who knows better how to live forever than people that are turning 105, 100, 600, 700, 10 years old. Today, the woman we share with you is turning 110. What? Uh, once again, the 110? Th- 110, which may be one of our oldest old people secrets yeah. ever. This is also the number one old people secrets that is sent to us. We, we get a lot of people that whenever they come across these TikTok whatever, they tag us in them and they say, guys, you should, and usually it's ones we've done already, like the woman who said drink a lot of Dr. Pepper and she outlived her doctor. This is probably, if I were to add up all of the ones people have suggested we cover, this is the woman that we have received the most. And I promise you already this will be Omar's favorite. I have no doubt about it. We will uh, listen to some of her secrets and then hopefully if we just take their advice, we can live forever. Of course, my theory is the old people are trying to kill us off by sabotaging us with bad intel. Regardless, it's time for another Old People's Secrets. From chicken brain to drinking rain, not getting laid, they call me the barmaid. They call me the barmaid. That's right. Let's live forever with sweet dibbish. Sweet dibbish. Time for some old people. Secrets. All right, here we go. Let's see how many of the predictable things the news crew does when they're at the old, you know, they always do the, uh, she's got 9,000 grandkids and 47,000 great grandkids. Yeah, penicillin hadn't been invented right. yet. polio and da-da-da. Here she's we go. She's 110 years young. Uh, 100, oh, 100, yeah, you'll get that. 110 years young. She doesn't look young. a day over 40. Yep. All right, here we go. Let's uh, listen together and we will learn how we can live even longer. Good morning. Yes, we are out here at the Cheney Care Center and I am sitting next to the woman on the front page of the Spokesman Review this morning. This is Flossie Dickey, and check it out, oh folks. My we God. got her her very own Good Day Spokane coffee mug. She is enjoying some coffee this morning because, Flossie, you say you're a little tired this morning. Is that right? I am tired. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like me. Yeah. Can so, we just give uh, Flossie Dickey a break? I mean, come on. You don't got to get her the whole Spokane 
She's, you know, on, she's on the front page. News mug. Front page of the local paper. They they're gave just her. using her as a prop, by the yeah, way. Yeah, they're you literally know, here, like, hold this. here, hold this marketing <laughs> mug. <laughs> Are you tired? Well, whatever. We're going to keep going. Uh, Flossie's a big fan of Sweet James, right? So Flossie, hold up the shirt. I am tired. That is That really is my spirit animal every morning when I wake up. That is the voice. <laughs> that is the exact voice that goes on in my head every single morning. And I, probably throughout the day at least five times. It just sounds just like that, Allie. Whenever anyone comes up and says, hey, how you doing? What I'm thinking is this. I'll say, great, I'm doing good, but this is what's going on in my head. I am tired. You've got the soul <laughs> yeah. of a 110-year-old Flossie Dickie. I really do. I feel like a tired Flossie Dickie. So. She is very tired. That's actually, I heard, your favorite activity to do at the center here is to take take a little nap. Take a nap many times as I can. <laughs> Man. She's the best. She is. It's me. She's Jake. She really is like Jake. This is if you're Jake. If you live to 110, you could be. Uh, you already got the dick part down, so you could be like the, the, the male Flossy Dick. As many times do. as she can, she likes to take na- uh, take a nap. Flossy has three children. You have 12 grandchildren. Here they go. Here comes that old people math. 20 great grandchildren and 15 great great grandchildren. You sound like a very busy lady. Ugh. Yes, she has. She has lived in multiple places. Did she not hear it? She, she did. Yes. She did give her the setup to just remind her of kind of where things were. Got no response. You sound like a very busy lady. Yes, she, she has. She has lived in multiple places um, in the She's Northwest. She's lived in multiple places. Wow, what an accomplishment! She's. Got, <laughs> this. God. I feel bad for of all the news reporters. I feel the worst for this one. She because is struggling. She's str- and you can tell their inner ear going. You got to stretch. We need two more minutes out of this. And she has lived in places. Listen, right, Flossie? Flossie has stopped cooperating in the interview. For the record, um, in the Northwest, even lived in Arizona. She's originally from Oregon. That's where she was born. And Flossie, this morning we also have some flowers that we would like to give you she got her nails done i don't know if you can see but they're a beautiful pink pink and purple we heard were your favorite colors so i'm just going to set those on your lap for (laughs) you is she taking one of her famous naps now she i think is taking one of her naps they put the flowers on her lap the and flowers. you can hear them just, like, laying them on her lap. Yeah, Flossie is not happy about By this. By the way, her nails look atrocious, right? Yeah, they're not. They don't look good. I don't think they were done. But they put the flowers right on her lap, and this is... For you. All right. <laughs> and, um... They won't stay. I'll hold them. How about that? So that they stay. (laughs) That's That's because they they have her holding that stupid mug. (laughs) Put the mug down, Flossie. She's holding the good day Spokane mug or whatever. She can't keep track of it. So anyway, the flowers are falling. Also, she probably doesn't have much surface area. She's like skin and bones, I bet. She's withered away. And and they just keep putting more stuff on her. This poor woman. All she wants to do is take a nap. She's like a Christmas tree. I'll hold them. How about that? So that they stay. Later today, Flossie's family is going to be coming out here to throw you a big birthday party. Are you excited for your party? Not one bit. (laughs) (laughs) What would you rather? You would rather be taking a nap, huh? Nicole. Anyway, I'm here with Chris. They try to help her. She'd rather be dead, man. She doesn't want to be a part of this. Living to 110 sounds terrible. I mean, just terrible. Well, yeah, because everyone that you can relate to is probably dead. And then you just have your kids and your grandkids doing stuff like this. Like, how you doing today, Flossie? Everyone's making a big fuss. You tired? You don't want any part of it. That's why her nap is... I'm already caught up to her secret early with just... 
Yeah, sleep. the only benefit of being that old is just being alone. Right, being just left be alone. Just being alone with my own you thoughts. You have known Fosse. Come on in here. Come on. Yes. <laughs> Well, I know there's, uh, there's a bit of a delay here, but stay with me. Can Matt, you ask? Are you going to say something? There's not a delay here. She's 110. That's the delay. Right. Glossy, uh, 110. Obviously, she knows a few secrets here. What is the key to live that long? All right. Now we place our bets. Allie, we got to get it what before is, she what goes. What is the key? What is her secret? That's the only reason they do this, to get the secret. It's all about the secret. What is her secret to a long life? I think she's not going to say anything again. Once again, silence. Yeah. Silence is golden. Interesting. Uh, and then oh, they're, they're going to fill in and be like, it's her family. Omar, what's her secret? You know, since she's tired all the time and wants to nap all the time, I'm guessing she's going to say sleep. Sleep. Get, get a good night's rest. Jake, yep. what is her secret? It's 110. She knows. Being alone. All right. Let's find out. The question was asked, what is her secret? Yes, I've been trying to get that out of her. Flossy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll be able to beat it out. Um, <laughs> they, <laughs> this lady's so fed up with Flossy. her in the face with the mug. She's so, I can't get the one. What is the key to live that long? Yes, I've yeah, been. Yeah, thanks, Tom, you dummy. I've been, yeah. That's the only reason I'm out here. Stupid Flossy won't say anything. Trying to get that out of her. Flossy, the people on TV want to know <laughs> what the secret is TV? to being able to live so long. I don't know. I don't fight it. I don't know. I don't fight it. Which I means. I live it. I live it. I don't fight it. I live it. Wow. That could be either the wisest thing we've ever heard. Wow. Put or, that on a t-shirt. Or the, I don't. Yeah. Once again, let's. this could be the new Sweet Divots, guys, because. I don't know. I don't fight it. I live it. She doesn't fight it. She lives it. And that's what her uh, granddaughter actually said to me. When people ask her that, she says she just lives. Uh, any <gasps> secret food or anything we can all be eating every day to, to stay as, alive as long as you? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's my way of saying I don't like that answer. Can you please give me whiskey and bacon? Yeah, oh, don't worry, Allie, you get listen. Yeah, I get, already asked that question she, to her granddaughter, and that's what she said. They so. Get, so she gives him two answers. <laughs> she gives him two. She gives him her secret, and then she follows up with no, there's no food, and followed by this. Nope, just live it. But joining me here is Chris Barr. Chris, you've been uh, known Flossy for ten years. Um, tell us a little bit about her and the time that you've known her here at, at the Cheney Care Center. Well, when Flossy first came to us, she was. It was a new experience for her. They talk about her like she's a stray, like yeah, a stray dog. Uh, like, well, oh she was scared, God. honestly. Um, she was scared. The other thing was she learned. She, she had fleas. Uh. very quickly. Um, we've had her here. She's a jokester. She does. Oh, they always like she to does say tell that. jokes. They love that. She's um, not a jokester. Her favorite thing, according to her family, is to sit down and have some whiskey straight up. There you go. Uh, they just gave keep her going. what she wanted. That's what they all want. They just want old people to say they drink whiskey. Mm. They Dude, love that. That's mm-hmm. all of that 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 lady said is complete lie. Right. Flossy Except would, for her being scared. She would argue that, but she's sleeping. Yeah, but once she got spayed, she was fine. There you have it. Old people's secrets yet again. I am uh, ashamed to admit in just a moment you will all judge me as being a sucker yet again. And I want you to know that more often than not, when I am attempting to do something that I end up getting scammed on, I am attempting to do a good thing, usually for another person. In this particular case, I had some friends, very close friends of ours, and they had a kid that, I don't want to go into the specifics, but they had a kid that was going into a pretty significant surgery. Oh, wow. Okay. Young kid going into a pretty significant surgery. And I just I was trying to figure out what could I do to try to help them out a little bit. Do I send them a dinner? And then oh, I go, that's that, nice of That's you. nice, but that doesn't really help the kid at all. And the kid is obsessed with... Um, Spider-Man, like most kids are. Spider-Man has a... Cra- I think of all the superheroes. What is it about Spider-Man? I don't know. I don't know what Everybody it is. Because he's also a kid. 
Oh, is that oh, why? Yeah, because he's, the he's like, oh, man, I have a test. Yeah, I have to do this test, but I also have to save the world kind of thing. Yeah, kids love Spider-Man, and they get obsessed with Spider-Man. And uh, so I decided I was going to try to find some, some like a, a cameo-style service so I could get like a little personal greeting from Spider-Man. Wait, why wouldn't you yourself dress up as Spider-Man and go that visit the That was my first thought is yeah. Spider-Man needs to visit this kid in the hospital. Totally. Yeah, I didn't think of that, and yeah, but also I'm so not. So someone's just gonna what? Show I'm, him a video of a Spider-Man? No, no. I. Well, remember the first time I, the first and last time I ever, I ever used Cameo was when I tried to get my my parents the fifty the fiftieth uh, anniversary message from uh, Peterman from Seinfeld because they used Peter to... O'Toole. Not Peter O'Toole. Isn't John that, O'Hurley. His, his oh, name's John, John O'Hurley. O'Hurley. My bad, my bad, my his bad. His name is Peterman. Uh, okay, that's and, and I And I wrote all of this, you know, really nice personalized stuff about my parents and how they met. And I thought Peterman was going to do this whole thing. And he ended up pretty much doing this. Hello, all. Jay Peterman here. Hello, all. I wish you the happiest of anniversaries. That, that was pretty much... What? And how much did you pay for that? That was like 200 bucks. Oh, my God. See, that's what Cameo started off with. It was like, you know, 50 to 100 bucks for some of these. And now people ca- charge like 1000 bucks for a message. Yeah. Well, it's listen, insane. I don't care. Once again, it, 200 bucks uh, a lot. But I thought, oh, they were going to go into the whole, you know, I wrote. I mean, they, get, they ask you, give us a lot of details about the relationship. And then you think, oh, it's cool. They're going to. But they don't really read any of that stuff. They just do what they're going to do anyway. So Remember, Peterman I, was their favorite. Yeah, so I said I'm not going back to Cameo to find to, to hire Spider-Man because, as you know, now I have a personal vendetta against Peter yeah. O'Toole, as Omar said, John <laughs> O'Hurley. So what did you do next? So I found another service. By the way, finding a Spider-Man costume is probably easier than ever right now. You're absolutely right, and I didn't <laughs> think about dressing up. I, I should have... I wouldn't have, have at least sent Johnny or something. I thought of I I, I I should have thought to put put myself in a dumb Spider-Man costume and gone over to the hospital, but I didn't do it. And I also don't know if they wanted me to go to the hospital. I said I'll just send a message and they can show the kid, and hopefully he'll feel cool or at least feel better going into the surgery. That because Spider-Man said to him, "Hey, you're gonna you're, you're gonna, gonna be just it. fine." So I found a service that's like Cameo. It's not called Cameo. I forget what the service is even called. I think it's out of England, though, because when I first saw the prices, they were all in pounds. <laughs> and I didn't really know what the okay. translation was either, so I think I overpaid for it. Oh, my God. Uh, but this was, just to give you an idea, Ali, before I play you the message I got, which will blow your mind. This was uh, what the, pretty much what the Spider-Man in the video that I hired. Does the Spider-Man have a British accent? No, no, he did. Hello, I would. I'm saving lives. I would have loved that. This is what. Uh, this is what the. This is kind of like the teaser of like, hey, you, what I can do for you. Personalized video messages from your favorite superhero. So whatever the occasion, I get a message for you. Whether it's your birthday and you need a sing song, whether you've broken your leg or hurt your arm and need a pick me up message, whether you are starting school. And would like some motivation. So anyway, I go, all right, I'm going to, once again. That sounds terrible. Well, this guy, I think, does a lot of different superheroes. And I don't even know if this is the guy that I got. Because I think you basically put in the information and then they just go, all right, we'll have a superhero send the message. 
Okay. So and you don't even, that's just an example an of example, one of the Spider-Mans. That's, this guy was like, hey, we can do messages for anything. Broken, le- you, know, you give us the information, we'll deliver the message. They'll think the superhero sent a message. And once again, kids like four years old, five years old, uh, they're going to think this is cool. And price point is what? Uh, They start anywhere from $5. $5? And they go all the way up to about $100. Oh. And okay. I and, I, and, and I you went, can choose based on what the type of like, if, how much personalization you want. I see how quick you want the message. I went somewhere in the middle. I think I was in for this for about fifty-five bucks. Okay. So first of all, long and short of it is, I, I put in all the, I put in the information of the kid. I explain he's having a big surgery. Uh, I explained that. Uh, well, because it, it's you, you also got to give them their social security number, birth certificate. No, I didn't give all that stuff. I just said, <laughs> I gave them the, the kid's name. And I said, you know, he would, I gave him all like his, uh, his, his dog's names, all the stuff. So, so that you'd be like, well, Spider-Man knows right. me and my family. And the, and the, the, the message was supposed to be delivered the day before the surgery. The whole idea of the message was to give the kid a little break. You know, he's about to go to the hospital, have a pretty massive surgery yeah. for a child. And I said, this will put him in a good mood. The message, I get an immediate response. Hello, J.P. Dubin here. And, 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 <laughs> and Allie, and uh, this is the message they said. Hello, all Peterman here. I wish you the happiest of anniversaries. You that got would, Peterman again. That, that would have been a better message. So this is, <laughs> no. I'm going to play you the message I received. First of all, let me start by saying the message did not arrive day of the surgery. The message did not arrive the day after. Another week went by. <gasps> And I still, and I felt bad because I texted the parents of this kid and I said, just so you know, you're going to be receiving a uh, message from Spider-Man. And they're like, oh, that's so cool. Oh, He'll so love it. so it just gets sent right to uh, them. Uh, yeah. I said, you're going to love it. And did they guarantee that it was going to be a certain time? I, I don't know about guarantee. You know me, but the guarantees. Oh I, who God. knows? It didn't show up, didn't show up, didn't show up. Finally, the guy says to me, a week and a half after the surgery was already over, kid's already out of the hospital, home and back to normal. <laughs> They say, we got your message from Spider-Man. No. They said, thank you. A very simple, no exclamation point. I go, was it good? And they go, we'll send it to you. Do you want to see no it? No way. And this is the message that I paid for. Hey, kid, it's me, Spider-Man. Hey, kid. I hear you are sick. <laughs> hold, 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 Allie, hold on. Hold Come on. Come on, is you... real? Oh, Jake, it's real. Listen to this message. Hey, hey Jake, it's Spider-Man. Listen to this. Like this the frog. Listen, what, this is what I paid for. It, give it, it the hey, message kid. is in total is eight seconds long. Oh my God, no way. And listen to this. Hey kid, it's me, Spider-Man. I hear you are sick. Get better. I gotta go fly somewhere. He doesn't even fly. Stop I it. Know. And the kid was, Stop. first of all, a couple things. Kid was not sick. That guy sounds sick. <laughs> the, the, uh, yeah, he does. <laughs> uh, what is this? This is the message. I can't believe Holy he didn't crap, even. Man. Hey, but, and you paid kid, fi- it's me, Spider-Man. I hear you are sick. Get better. I gotta go fly somewhere. Did he at least look like Spider-Man? No. So the video was not. It was a man with a mask. You know, but he, but the words didn't match up. So oh, it's just... you guys for a refund? Yeah, you should. That's BS, dude. Totally. I'm nervous to get into this because I think you've admitted that you commit a crime on a regular basis, and it's not a regular basis. Okay, it's just when it hap- when it happens to be 
a open Tuesday. window or whatever. What I'm was the last? Uh, you know, explain to what, what happened. What was the last circumstance where? It last happened? time you peeped, Allie, because you don't have a dog, so you don't really have a reason to be walking around like the neighborhood. I think most people that are into, and we all can agree, if you're a quote bird watcher, that's just your you're, you're a peeper, right? I mean, there's yeah. no one really watching birds. <laughs> Like that's be, like, let's, why are you walking around with binoculars? Right, like like anyone who claims like I'm an avid bird watcher is just a it's just like a built-in cover for being a pervert, like a know peeper. They want to watch a yellow-bellied finch or whatever. Zero chance. There's well, never a. Ch- in fact, I would imagine that if a bird were to land in their view of watching someone change, they'd probably shoot that bird. <laughs> I'm a bird watch. Get out of my view. Get out of here. You're blocking the good stuff. The last time I peeped was when I was walking with Wesley. We were doing a little walk around the street with your baby son. He was in his little toy car, and I was pushing the car. We were walking up and down the street, and... Dude, you're just showing him how to be a peeper. I'm not showing him anything. He's worried about his... He's doing the beep-beep and the steering. He is occupied. He's doing the beep-beep. You're doing the peep-peep? You guys are perfect. You're a perfect couple. (laughs) He's going beep-beep, and I'm going (laughs) peep-peep. And you're just looking into windows? No, I looked to my left, and I saw that one of the windows for my neighbor was open, and the, the guy and the girl were both fighting. And I wanted to know what they were fighting about, so I just slowly... Oh, you're the worst. Nosy neighbor that yeah, wants you to are know the what worst. Why is their window neighbors open? Neighbors are fighting about? I, wanted, I was trying to read their lips, Omar. How am I supposed to Wait, read their lips without is, looking? what is it of yours? It's, Who cares? I want to know because See, I have Let them have some privacy. See her if theory. I'm going to fight or if I'm going to have sex or something, I make sure that my shades are drawn. Well, thank God. <laughs> that's, that's not true. You shake a shake That's only when I'm in a hotel room and I know that nobody can, like, it, it's not people I know that are looking at me shake a shake That's just a fun feeling where I'm in my hotel room, I'm on a high floor, and the windows are open, and I just want to mm. take my shirt off and shake a shake for the world. But your theory is, and this is what you said yesterday, once you said it, admitted to peeping and we all go, wait, what? You do what? You said everyone does it. You everyone said, ev- does. Now, I will admit this, and then we'll get to these calls in a second, 800-520-1067, if you want to admit to any peeping that you think is acceptable peeping and you have to know if you have your windows open especially at night if you got your shades up people are looking inside i will do this move if i'm out especially at night walking the dog and i go by houses and the tvs are on and more often than not they are i do kind of like to see what people are watching yeah or if people are playing video games i'm like what are you doing i do i do get a sense of like i do size up the neighbors and i go like oh cool that's what i'd be watching right now or i like to get a sense of like who's watching the game if there's a game on or if they're watching something else, what it is they're watching. That I do peep on You're other- You're peeping on what they're peeping on. I, I do peep on that, but it's, and and listen. That's still a peep. It's a- A peep's it, a peep. It's a, it's not a peep. I'm walking by, I don't I don't make any sort of like- You're making an effort to see what's going I'm on in there. No, I'm making no effort. I'm walking, I'm just turning my head to the left or the right, because like I'll see like, oh, they're, they're right there in the front, I see the window. I'm like, oh, well, it's on the TV. I'm not even looking at the people watching, I'm looking at the TV. Uh, you know, I did live next to someone, if you remember, that was doing construction on their house, and they put a tarp up because they were they were naked a lot. Remember yes, that? Yes, yes. And but, you were peeping. I wasn't peeping. I wanted to peep, but I didn't peep. <laughs> there you go. But I didn't. So why peep. are you judging me then? Because I didn't. Saying. Because you peep. 
You're okay. a peeper. Uh, yeah, you avidly go out of your way no. to get this accomplished. Guys, I'm not going out it's of my like way. It's not like a crime of opportunity. Like when you leave, it is. when you leave, do you say I'm going for a walk or do you say I'm going for some? I'm going, I'm going for, for some peeps. Peep. You said <laughs> if you're saying peep, then that's your thing. Come on. Well, well, let's do a walk and peep. Go, we're gonna get to these calls in a moment, and I don't think women do this. It's funny because I think women. Excuse me, there are some women right here. This, these people, because I put a video up on Insta Story and people responded, and these are women. I am a petty peeper. I look into dining rooms. A pedo peeper. A pe- Petty, petty peeper, because I just look into dining rooms and observe their family dinners. I just want to see what they're eating for for dinner. I'm uh, curious. That's interesting. Uh, another person said, "When I, whenever a door is open in a hotel room, I walk down the hall. I'm always oh. trying to take a peep inside the hotel room to see what's going on in there." I do that, but only because I always want to see if they have a better room. And I, and, and, and oh, ha- I want to see like where all their stuff. Well, is. Well, usually and... housekeeping is in there, cleaning, and the door will be open, and I'll take a look. I'm like, God, they got a better view. Or like I'll say, like, Oh man, look uh, at that king bed. I should have gone with that. Yeah, I'm like, I almost. It's like, man, they peep. kept it such a mess. You're and on they're K- messier than me. You're on K-Rock. Hi, what's up? <laughs> okay, so yeah, um, one day uh, me and my cousins were hanging out, and one of my cousins was like, dude, the neighbor is naked right now. And we were like, no way. So the three of us, we went out, <laughs> we went outside, and we seriously spent the next hour just looking through the neighbor's window, watching her, laying on her bed naked, Ugh. watching TV, and it was just, the most amazing night of our lives. <laughs> but, uh, hold on. Uh, uh, that was you. the most amazing night of your life. Still, to this yeah, day, I mean, you look back, like... consider that to be the greatest <laughs> night of your life? Yes, yes, I do. Wow. Uh, I mean, you have to think hot. about the circumstance. Super hot. Yeah, I honestly think that was the very first time I ever masturbated, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, wait. With your friends with your cousins? there? Yeah. No, no, no. We each took turns going into the restroom to, you know, to pee. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. (laughs) Jesus. I think her husband or boyfriend eventually showed up, so she left the room, and, yeah, we just, we were left there, the three horniest teenagers in all of planet Earth that night. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful, Such beautiful poetry. Beautiful story right there. All right. Yeah. Take care. All right. Sweet divots. Sweet divots. Sweet divots. Freddie on K-Rock, what's up? Hey, I really love being peeped on. Allie, I want you to come by my window anytime. <laughs> All right. Well, give me, some, um, give me some kind of reason. What do you like doing? Well, you know, sometimes I'll be watching football and my boxers and just scratching myself, yeah. but that is a great view for you. You can come by my window. Ain't nothing not worth seeing with me, Allie. You know, what's interesting is that he thinks that I'd be disgusted by this, but it's the it's it's not necessarily you only want, always want something salacious. It's just you want to see what other people are doing. Also, Allie's too cheap to buy the football package, so she would probably peep. That's my free Sunday ticket, baby. Yeah. Uh, Mary on K-Rock. Hi, you're a peeper? <laughs> Hi, Klein. Hi, how are you? <laughs> this is unreal. I can't believe I got through. Uh, I'm great. How are you? We're fine. So are you admitting to being a peeper? Okay. So, I mean, I'm just feeling, uh, I'm not like a peeper peeper, but I had a really good story and I want to just vouch with Allie here. See, okay. okay. This, and, this, and this is the argument, okay. hold on, Mary, we'll get to you in a second. This is the argument Allie's making is that no one wants to publicly admit to being a peeper because right away you start going, well, what a weird pervert you are. But she claims that everybody... At least has one peeper story. Nine five one. Allie is right. Everybody does it. We are all nosy all right, in some so, way. So Mary, what's your story? Go ahead. So we were in the drive-through at Carl's Jr. and as we were waiting for our food, there is an apartment complex in front of us, and the second story, this woman had her blinds drawn, 
and she had gotten out of the shower, and our view was just a perfect rack, and we couldn't help but stop staring at it. <laughs> it's, it so you were staring at a woman, you're in a drive through you see the uh, window open, and you just say, I'm just going to watch this woman uh, and it's a beautiful get, set. get out of the shower. You had another choice. I mean, that's the no, thing. No, she that woman lives in front of a Carl's Jr. drive-through, and she knew, and she chose to keep her blinds open so that people could see. She knows what she's doing. She doesn't care. Daniel, hi. Yeah, you know, I, I just think of it like you're driving uh, by somebody, and you look at the person next to you in the window. So my experience was, um, I'm on a rooftop at like two in the morning. And <laughs> oh, come okay, on. Well, that's if, if you're on the rooftop at two in the morning, my same go on. <laughs> this, is, this is not same same. Okay, we're talking about walking the dog, and you're standing on a rooftop. I was in my neighbor's yard. I got my uh, telescope out. I'm staring. <laughs> so uh, you're on the rooftop at two in the morning. Go ahead. So I'm on the rooftop two in the morning. Somebody walks into their apartment window completely open. They start completely undressing right in front of the window. So I wouldn't consider myself a peeper, more of an opportunist. Well, okay, you're so. sitting on the rooftop waiting. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. 858 said, if the windows are cracked, there's no going back. Oh, it's catchy. It's I'll beautiful. dust my bushes trying to hear what the neighbors are fighting about. What was that? About your bushes? I'll dust my bushes. Uh, There's a preview of what you'll see when you walk by Allie's window. <laughs> there you go. Free show. So I received a proposition over the weekend, and I want to- Can I guess what it was? Definitely not a sexual one, right? I. That's why I'm actually bringing it up, because I want to know if you think this is a sexual uh, proposition. Here's my thought. Allie's wife said to Allie, let's have a threesome, but you don't have to be there for it. No, that's not true. Okay? <laughs> that's I not- I'm <laughs> fine with threesomes, and they're actually my idea- and Katie doesn't is not interested in doing that, okay? But so here's the thing: we have a friend. This happens to be the friend that Katie danced topless with out on their in their backyard patio one day. I like first periods of my boner. That's right. <laughs> there you go, Jay. It's the opposite. That's appropriate. She has since gotten married, and she has a husband who's very attractive. And you can uh, find a man attractive. Oh, I can tell that he's attractive, yeah. You find but you're attractive? not sexually attracted, though. No, I'm not sexually attracted, necessarily. Like, maybe like a make-out, but not like... Hmm. I wouldn't want anything to go beyond that. Yeah. Any any guy that I find, like, hot, I'm like, oh, I would maybe make out with that guy if I was drunk. That's really it. You think I'm uh, attractive? I can tell that you're, a, you know... A guy? Yeah. With hair. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> it's insulting. I Thank you for that. I was hoping that you would find that as a compliment. A guy with hair? I asked you if I'm attractive, and you said I'm a guy with hair? You you are not unfortunate looking. Once again, that, that kind of hurts my feelings. Why don't we feelings. reverse it then? What do you think of me? Moving on. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> anyway, we were over at their house for dinner, and I ended up leaving early. Katie came back later, and she said, by the way, um, they brought up something that they invited they invited us to do if we can find a day maybe before the end of the year to do it and i was like oh what is it she was like they invited us to go over to their house one night and all do mushrooms together the four of us and i was like whoa because katie has never done that she Mm. has never done those types of drugs she really doesn't even like weed she's terrified of doing those things because she thinks that she's going to open up some weird 
chamber in her brain sure. that she's not going to be able to close. And I kind of agree yeah. with her. Oh, yeah. So, But also, good. she could open up good chambers, too. That's true. They're all good chambers. I've never done mushrooms. Can you kind of, like, if you can, kind of explain what on a typical, you know, day happens or whatever when you take shrooms? Well, it's changed a lot now because now everything's kind of produced inside of chocolates. I mean, I'm talking, when I used to get them, I remember... Remember, I traded a bag of mushrooms to a guy for a mattress one time, and the guy was... What? Yeah, my first first big bed, the first time I ever got myself a bed that was bigger than a twin mattress in college, it was at one of those, like, discount warehouse places, and the guy said to me that things like 200 bucks or whatever, I said, oh, man, he goes, or if you can get me some mushrooms, I'll give you the mattress. And I went and I found the guy a bag of mushrooms. And those are the mushrooms you used to get that were, like, in... um, It was just a plastic bag of random mushrooms. Random stems, a couple of... That was always the thing, like, oh, this is a good bag, a couple of caps in there. Yeah, and and they taste like crap. Tastes terrible, but you'd eat them, and then you would you kind usually of, throw up. Sometimes at the end, yeah, you would. But yeah. your, your brain—it's oh. it, weird. It's a feeling Sounds like fun. it is it's, super fun. Oh, it's the fun part, <laughs> especially if you're with the right people. And that's the key with mushrooms: is you have to be in the right environment with the right people, and you will just have so much fun. It's kind of like talk, or do you see you talk, things? Do you, you hallucinate? Can, oh, sometimes yeah, you, you don't talk. Sometimes you sit there, you realize you've been sitting there for a long time, and no one has said anything, and then you start thinking about how that's weird. Yeah, oh, really? that can happen too. But usually, you want one person if they're not annoying. That's kind of like the the camp counselor, a.k.a. ringleader of the shrooms, and they're the ones that have figured out, they're like, and now everyone pay attention to this cool tapestry where you'll watch the Paisley's dance, or they'll be like, and now I'm going to put on this, they've got, like, yeah. got like, the music set. To like, oh, set the mood. Yeah. There's usually one person that's like the person that you know, we'll take charge. Guru? The guru, yeah. Yeah, right. I remember oh, one cool. time when I was on shrooms, we spent the entire time at a playground. And we just had a oh, blast. And we just created our own world, and it was just so fun. Another time was camping. It was just I think being out in nature is fun. Anyway. How long does this last? Uh, I Depends mean, how much you take. It could be like six hours. Yes, yeah, so I would say six, six to eight okay. hours. Now, now Jake cool. does it very different. Jake takes a bunch of them and sits in a closet by himself, which is which to me, I know that some people say that's some sort of a therapeutic whatever, but to me that feels like that would make me go insane because yes. he sits in there and he goes through that thing like almost like he's trying to do a ayahuasca ritual it's a on meditation, himself. meditation, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Get to work on yourself. But uh, more and more people are doing it therapeutically. Yeah. And, and so and, it, okay. is, it is being used more for that. And the last time I did, I told you I was at the park, but I, it was like a little chocolate square that, I, I, you know, supposedly was very dosed out and it just kind of just gives you some of the, almost like the uh, early stage feelings without going into the full Just that on, like fluttery butter, yeah, butterfly yeah, yeah. feeling, yeah. You kind of feel like your uh, brain is melting a little bit, but in cool. a good way. Yeah. That's the best way I could describe so, it. So, but I, I was even thinking like, oh, maybe one day at Burning Man or something, if I ever go, me and Katie will do mushrooms. Like, I kind of always had it in the back of my mind like, this will happen someday. So Katie goes, yeah, they invited us to, you know, one night we'll get a babysitter or whatever and we'll just go ham on some mushrooms, the four of us. And I was thinking to myself, is this going to be a sexual thing because I feel like if it's just the four of you and it's like a double date mushrooms thing that's kind of a, a given right is that it might go in a sexual place especially if there have been some kind of flirtations with me and Katie with this girl I don't think mushrooms is a sex drug Yes, it's it not, is. I don't really it think it sound is. Like it is like, like ecstasy, ecstasy cocaine. There's uh, drugs that are sex drugs. Mushrooms, I don't think, is a sex drug. I feel like because there's, there's too you're, many. Especially when you're peaking. Maybe you, when, like, when you're coming down. You need four people to all be on the same page, which is really hard to predict. Uh, it's a weird. And I think, think it's it would be too 
unusual. And your whole concept of let's take mushrooms and go to Burning Man is kind of messed up anyway. Because if you go sober to Burning Man, you'll feel like you're on mushrooms. The key is you take mushrooms and go to a place like Ralph's <laughs> that you've been to a million times. And then you really understand the effect it's having right, on you. Right, because you've experienced it sober so yeah, many times. Yeah, because then you watch the guy slicing turkey for three hours going, like, this is awesome. <laughs> and, and that's where you're like, these mushrooms work. Well, part of me was like, why would we just do it at someone's house? Why wouldn't we do it like... You get a hotel room or go somewhere that's like a new cool location that we haven't experienced yet instead of just being in somebody's house where you're like, yeah. you know, then it's kind of just boring. Right. But I don't think, listen, and I'm not saying this to be mean to you. I don't think it's sexual. Your wife will probably make it that way. That was with my them, first thought. But I don't think was it's Was that if they invited thing. us over to their house to all do mushrooms together, I feel like that's got to be some kind of a sexual invite. If they said, come over, let's all take Molly together, then I'd be like, oh, something's on. There's just hmm. certain ways. Or if they said, even if they said, come, o- come over, let's all have fondue, sexual. Right. Mushrooms, I don't really get that vibe. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like that's... Yeah, I don't know how you can do that. When I'm high on mushrooms, I can't even put on pants. Yeah. Good thing you're by yourself then. Yeah. (laughs) And now we know why Jake's in his closet. And has never been invited by a couple. That makes sense. Jake's only doing them by himself in his closet because that's... It used to be a lot of people. And then they're like, get that guy in the closet. Remember our listener, um, Charlie the blind guy? How could I forget? You could hear really well, right? Yeah, he's got super hearing. Yeah, super. We were trying to find him love. We did a little thing on the air called um, uh, "Love Is Blind," but with an actual blind person. Yeah, because that everyone was obsessed with that show, and it was like, dude, we have a listener who's blind and looking for love. He went on a date with someone. We brought him to the AAS Pizza and a Band here, and uh, the two of them didn't really. I don't think they had a spark, but. it was cool anyway, I guess. Yeah, it was nice. It was definitely, a, a you know, they were feeling each other out, but I think that she was more interested in the yeah, yeah, yeahs than she was with in a long-term relationship. Charlie, you've got you've got some news for us? Uh, hi, guys. Good morning. Good morning. morning. Uh, you have big news, right? Well, yeah, I kind of met somebody. Hold on. This is Charlie the Blind Guy's theme song. Fitting for the genre. And Charlie, the blind guy, did not grow up blind. He was recently blinded about two years ago, right? Because you were playing video games and eating Taco eating Bell. Ta- eating Taco Too Bell. much Taco Bell. Caught up with you. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Right um, on the nose. I know that you have super hearing, but there's a lot of stuff, noises going on behind you that I'm sure you can even hear louder than we can. But uh, is there any way to get clear? I want to hear the story of love. Well, yeah, no, I just finally got to the next intersection, and I'm turning down that street, and now the noise is going to be behind me. What do you mean you're turning I'm down that street? To... Are you well, you driving right now? No, no, I'm walking. I walk about uh, 12 miles a day. Oh. Wow. So uh, this is uh, Charlie's totally blind. We've met him before. Nice guy. And uh, who, did, who did you meet? I heard you found love. Uh, yeah, her name is Jamie. And uh, remember the first time I called you guys, I was telling you about the Be My Eyes app? The what? Oh, so is that, yeah, little... he was telling us about that app. It's where people can kind of help out. Like, you, you help out via FaceTime or video. Like, they help you out with something that you need on a daily basis. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, a complete stranger. Eyes, right, yeah, right. You need someone. You're like, hey, I need to get in this Somebody elevator. Somebody count this change for me or whatever. Right. Yeah, and then a stranger will help you out. And for the most part, they they do they don't F with you. They're, they're good about that, right? Yeah. It's a volunteer program, and they're usually, like, nurses and, like, super helpful people. That's stuff so like cool. That. So, yeah. okay, so you met someone. You turned the Be My Eyes app into a dating app for you? So smart. No, well, it wasn't intentional. I um, I use it a lot. Like I have to take my blood sugar like four or five times a day, 
and I use uh, the Be My Eyes app to help me because I can't see, you know, when the blood's coming out my finger and right. I can't read the glucometer. <laughs> and so it was just a random so... call. And while we were doing that, we just started talking and we kept talking and talking. And it was like going on for like an hour and a half. We're talking. Wow. And then we exchanged phone numbers. <sighs> and like five minutes after we exchanged phone numbers, the app says time limit exceeded and hung up on <gasps> us. So like, oh. Whoa. Okay. So then you yeah. took it off the app and now you're going to, are you what, going to go on a date? Yeah. Yeah. Is she a local girl? I don't, Is she a local girl? No, she's, uh, that's, that's why I called you guys because she's in Alaska. Oh. oh man. I feel like you're getting scammed, dude. Scammed for what? I don't know what yet, but Alaska, that's like a made up, no one's in, no one's from Alaska. <laughs> Let's be honest. Alaska's definitely the state Alaska. you make up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alaska's like the makeup state. It's like Canada, Alaska. Okay. Oh, hold on. They claim she's on the phone. They found her. She's on the phone? Hold on. Let me just, let me see if this is her. What's her name? What do you claim her name is? Jamie. Hello? This is Jamie. No, fine. Alaska's great. <laughs> I'm just ice right. fishing. Hey, Hello? Jamie? Here's something even more made up. Wait, is this Jamie from Alaska? Yes, correct. You're, oh, hi. You're a real person and you're really in Alaska? Yeah. Wait, do you want to hear something that sounds even more made up? Yes. Sure. I'm in a city that's called Wasilla, which is all I saw backwards. Oh, uh-huh. okay. Uh-huh. That's fascinating. See why Charlie likes you. <laughs> so you ha- what made you have a spark for Charlie? I don't know. Initially, we just sort of like started talking about like, I think he had a Star Wars item or something in his room or something. There was something there. And we just started chatting. And this, is, this is an amazing story, but how do we get a blind guy to Alaska? How many miles do you walk a day, Charlie? Oh, about 12. <laughs> right, let's do the math on that. Get there in a week. Yeah. Yeah. That far. Yeah, I was thinking I might use, like, you know, modern uh, things like an airplane or something like that, uh-huh. Klein. I'm you, not going to walk uh, the freaking Alaska. You have superpowers, dude. Don't, can't you, you power can't, walk? Can't you walk faster because you're blind? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, I, isn't um, is Alaska the place where there's a shortage of men or there's a shortage of women? I always feel there's a shortage of something in that state. Yeah. Well, there's a shortage of a lot of things. But, right. Um, yeah, usually, like, I worked at a camp, and it was 492 people with only six females. Oh, so wow. there's a shortage of uh, women. Shortage so of you're women. a hot commodity there so in Alaska. And you're still looking for a blind guy who lives in California. Right. That's crazy. Well, I'm, I wasn't look, looking. Would you want to come to, um, would you wanna come yeah. to L.A., or do you want Charlie to go to Alaska? Charlie's going to come up here with me. I got plans for Charlie. You have plans, plans for Charlie? For Charlie. Oh, she's going to harvest his Can't organs. Can't take our Charlie. Yeah, she's going to harvest his organs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah blind guy organs work One better. One thing there's no shortage of in, in Alaska is murderers. Uh, yeah, that's true. I feel like there are a lot of murderers. <laughs> hey, don't hurt Charlie. We love this guy. He's yeah, don't our, murder him, He's okay? one of our diehard listeners. We need him okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure Charlie thinks I'm okay. Oh. Can you I give us a verbal? Can you give like us a verbal contract? You're not going to murder him? I will verbally tell you I won't murder. Why would I murder Charlie? That's not a contract yet. You're asking a question. And you're laughing. <laughs> I mean, 
Did he tell you about the rabid moose that we just figured out last week? You're, you're changing the topic here. We're asking uh, for a verbal. These are con- all the red flags. Yeah, this is. You won't even say it. Give me a verb. Say your name and where you're from, and you will not murder Charlie the Blind Guy because he has extra uh, sensitive I, smell. Uh, I, Jamie, will not murder Charlie. I um, have sort of brought people who were dead back to life for years, and now I do a retirement job taking care of special needs children. Wow. I don't think that I'm a murdering. Item. Okay. Yeah, wow. awesome. That sounds nice. Yeah, yeah very Charlie, nice. Charlie, I'm, I'm in favor a good of this. person to boot. All right, we get, we, we're way behind, but I want to keep, when are you guys going to see each other? When is it going to happen officially? Uh, August, I think, is what we were uh, hoping for, because that's when she's going to have a break in her schedule. Okay. We're going to, listen, sure. we're going we're gonna to stay on top of the story. There are a lot of follow-up questions, and a lot of people want to talk to both of you. This is a very exciting twist. Charlie the Blind Guy has a date. We should send them flowers or something for their date, you know, like something to enhance their date experience once they get together. Well, listen, I don't know. Uh, that's Seacrest. Call Seacrest for flowers. He'll do that for you. <laughs> we got to take a quick break. We're going to be back in a while. What a feel-good story. More Yay! show next. Uh, this is one of the more surprising complaint letters that I've ever seen. It's not about the show. And I want to get your thoughts. I know Omar's going to be livid. Allie, I feel like you could have potentially written a letter. What? Why? Because it's like some angry mom. Yeah, it's an angry. That's not what that. It's not. That's an, not me. It's not. First of all, it's not an angry mom. Hold on. And if you say I am, I will ask for your manager. <laughs> okay. See, there you. That's my point right there. Let me know how you feel about this. I was surprised when I got it. Didn't even think it was maybe worthy of talking about on the show. But I didn't realize that according to the letter. Hold on, Vanessa's bringing me in printed out version so I can read this appropriately. Hi, Dead Tooth. There she is, Dead Tooth. She'll be murdered later on Craigslist. Say goodbye to her. Bye, Dead Tooth. Dear parents, this is an, an actual email that I had received, and I thought it was a joke and then realized only after the fact it's very real. I can't believe the school year has already begun. Where does the time go? Oh, Jesus. Enough. Ugh. I just, <laughs> it's just, I knew already I'm not going to like Just get the, to the point. I, like, we don't need to do all these pleasantries. I am writing this letter to help keep our kiddos safe as we start the birthday party circuit. By the way, if we're banning things like Crocs, we need to also ban words like kiddos. Please. I cannot handle fur babies and kiddos. Make me want to slit the throat of whoever is saying that. So already, right out of the gate, you get a couple of things that already have my blood temporarily boiling because I just hate all these kind of (laughs) words, you know, these well, phrases. And it already has this air of like, I'm just trying to keep everyone safe, okay? Right. Like, uh, I'm doing... I'm the lifeguard of the world. Uh, yes. Please consider not having a pinata at your party this year. Last year, I saw four, that's right, four injuries involving pinatas. That's part of the fun, is that you're blindfolded with a bat, and you don't know what you're hitting. Another one, kid. A... She says, one of them was my son, Chance, who was hit in the... Uh. Hit, by the way, if his name's Chance. So funny. That's, <laughs> that's like... The Chance per- has the worst luck, I bet. Yeah, yeah that's... Uh, I mean, you gave your kid the name Chance, like, uh, he's living up, living yeah. into his name right there. I feel right like there. every dog I've ever known named Chance has had the worst luck. Like, <laughs> they always three have three legs, they're like one robot eye. One of them was my son, Chance, who was hit hit by the stick in his eye while waiting for his turn. There you go. So, like, okay, I get it. The p- pinata injuries, that's part of the pinata. The pinata is part fun, part danger. 
But yeah, totally. It... And it's up to the parents to make sure everything's safe and secure. I've had a pinata time and time again. There's never been an injury, uh, with the exception of one time they couldn't break the uh, pinata, and I had to break it, and um, I hit it a little too hard, almost broke my window. <laughs> See, see, okay, so what happens? Yep. But, but, but you have to make sure that there are no other kids within striking distance. It's very yeah, easy because the kids are all course. excited and you have to make sure you've got a safety perimeter. Here's the thing, though, about the, the pinata in general. It's a it's a great way, you, you like, like a rage room or something like that. You know, it's a great way to get out some temporary rage. And kids smashing, have a lot of rage. You want to smash a paper mache minion, uh, go at it. <laughs> well, not only that, they're all sugared up, you know what I mean? So you need them to burn off that energy. If not, they're not going to be able to sleep so later on that true. night, or they're going to be running around everywhere. They yeah, have to it, also learn that you, that have to work for the things they want. Any energy that they burn off, they immediately get back, though, because what falls out of the pinatas, oh, that's guts, that's is just point. more sugar. <laughs> so, Unless it's some new age parent. It's like granola bars. Now, here's the real question. If she claims, this woman, that she saw four pinata-related injuries last year alone in the birthday party circuit, which is a circuit I don't want to be a part of. What are the other three injuries? Because I, 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 I've seen... They're all chance, dude. I think they're all chance. They're all her yeah. sons? Well, yeah, he should her be, son's a little slow, it he, sounds like. He should be banned from going to the pinata party. Yeah. I mean, that's the issue. Put, it, put it, Bubble wrap that kid or put a helmet on him or something Well, and it if the also... pinata comes out. I could understand. I have seen the thing that happens where when the pinata bursts open and everybody... Um, rushes at the same time to get to the pile of candy. I have seen t- before uh, head-to-head collisions that go on there. Yeah. But, you know, it's yeah, worth it because you're getting a little uh, candy bar. And sometimes mm-hmm. the candies, like those Tootsie Pops, those are hard. And if they fall from a high distance, they can kind of hurt when they fall in okay, your head. Okay, but, like, these aren't injuries. Like, these are inconveniences. And, yeah, maybe those are, quote, like, owies. But they're not injuries. I mean, no. this woman's trying to ban pinatas. And what what is the alternative then? Because every oh, kid oh, at every you... birthday party Allie, expects a pinata. I'm glad you asked. She brings up alternatives. Oh, she does. Oh my God. I was talking to a few other parents who also hate the tradition of pinata. Oh, oh I nobody have... hates that. That's nobody. My... That's a strong word to use. Right. I agree. Nobody hates it. And that's also the person going like, "Oh yeah, I know they are dangerous," even though they're like. <laughs> Freaking Nancy over here. I was talking to another couple, a few other parents who also hate the tradition of pinata. So why do we keep buying them? Please consider, here we go, here's your alternative, a candy table instead. A candy table? Or better yet, healthier treats. Oh, that's not better yet. Ew. That's worse yet. <laughs> that's, Poor uh, chance. Imagine he never the, stood a chance. Imagine the kid that thought they were getting a pinata full of candy and instead their parents were like, guess what? Folding table a full table of carrots. <laughs> Oh, how much does that suck? And you don't have to do anything for it, you know? Thanks for reading. Let's have a great year. It's funny. Why does she feel compelled to send that, I wonder? Look, I think she thinks... That's so unnecessary. And how embarrassing for Chance. Yeah. Right. Poor Chance is going to get hit with so many more sticks now. It's not going to be pinata. <laughs> You're stupid anti-pinata, Mom. They're going to turn Chance into a pinata. Yeah. It's like that's the irony of the whole He's situation. He's becoming a human pinata uh, because of the embarrassment. Uh, i got to get Chance to come to my kid's party so we can hang him up by the tree and yeah. smash him. Uh, that sounds fun. Well, let uh, this kid live, man. So I'm just warning you out there, if you're a fan of the pinata like I think all of Dude. us, it is fun. Yeah. Of course it is. Everyone and we know what's it. at stake, and we've learned to live with it. Yeah. It's right. You will. There the will. fun is danger. Danger is fun. Right. Danger's fun. Yeah. Fun is danger. Right. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I, I feel uh, already compelled to say that I don't stand on behalf of the letter, but... Can we respond? Well, Can we so, uh, craft I, a letter in response, reply all? I, 
I have not sent my response. There have been a few responses, and most of them have been a thanks for sharing. We'll, well of consider. Course. Those are the people that are going to respond. One person. Uh, this is. This should be my response. White people taco night. <laughs> We're getting taco shells from the grocery store. That's going to be. I'm just going to write down the lyrics to this entire song, <laughs> and, and she's probably going to be a like, great idea. Yeah. White people uh, taco night. That sounds delish. <laughs> The kiddos will love it. <laughs> we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.